to this uh, exciting? Exciting. Yeah, yeah I'm pumped up. Pumped, yeah. yeah pumped exciting up. episode of, uh, I was going to say Justice of Finish Podcast. <laughs> but, but, but that's how I used to start the shows back in the day. But this is yeah. Pop Salsa. Pop Salsa, the next I'm, iteration. The next iteration, yeah. <laughs> uh, Pop Salsa. The podcast formerly known as JIP. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm your host. Uh, my name is Joa, accompanied by my good friend Ernesto. Hello. Um, we're just talking about like uh, movies that we haven't even seen yet. Yeah, we're, we're talking about Eternals. Eternals. Eternals, which comes out today. Came out today? Yeah, right. yesterday, last night. Right, last Came, night. Yeah, I mean, they say the Friday, but it really means like Thursday at 8 or some <laughs> Thursday shit. Thursday at right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and uh, we're both going to watch it tomorrow separately. Yeah. yeah. What time are you going to watch it? Like in the morning. In the morning. Why didn't we watch it together? I don't know. That was weird. Oh, but you're going to watch it with... Yeah, I'm going to watch it with my girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. At 10 p.m. 10.30 p.m. No, 10 oh, p.m. or something. Why so late? Why I don't not? know if I'm old, but <laughs> like... Because I want to be there, you know, not with a crowd. Yeah. Um, but I'm usually there the first showing because matinee. Yeah, matinees are awesome. Boop, boop. Yeah, yeah. Like I, cool. when back in the day, before you know our lives changed and everything, but <laughs> uh, we were still in college with uh, our that, infancy. Yeah, that glimmer of hope in our eyes. <laughs> uh, we would we had more free time to go watch movies, and we yeah. would go, and I'd, I'd be like outside of Ernesto's place at like six in the morning. Going, Come on, let's go. Movie's gonna start. <laughs> I, I remember that. I forgot what movie it was. But yeah. I was knocked out, and then, out, and then you texted me. I was like, "Oh crap! I, I forgot about it." Where's the, was it? Man of Steel that I wasn't able to no, go. I think it was. Well, you you was and Blake, the right. motherfuckers, left me <laughs> oh, so at um, Wonder Woman by myself. <laughs> I was like, "God damn it!" But uh, um, I'll make yeah, Manny's are awesome. It's yeah. probably the best the best time to watch a movie, you know. Because when when I saw um, No Time to Die. Mm-hmm. It was like at noon. Noonish. By the time noon. the movie was over, it was like four. Oh wow! So I find I kind of felt like the whole day is gone. Right. right. So because because of Corona, they're not really doing matinees at like eight nine in the morning yeah. like they used to do. I think like the earliest one is like eleven or something like that. Yeah, I think that's my showing for yeah. eleven. So yeah. it, it kind of just it still throws you off a little bit, but. It's still if you watch the movie like back back when the matinees were starting at nine, mm-hmm. you watch the movie. You still have plenty yeah. of time to do your own <laughs> shit throughout the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I can do like when I again when we're in college, uh-huh. uh, we used to go to like seven o'clock showings, and then mm-hmm. you come out like at eight, give it roughly yeah, nine, nine, right? And get I just breakfast and go right. I, <laughs> and I, I didn't like those. I didn't hate them. Yeah. I, I liked them, but I didn't like. I was like, eh, you know, preference because it's again, it's at night. You're like, okay, time to go home. But there's no time to, you know, go get breakfast and talk yeah. about the movie. Yeah, right, I would love to do that. We did that with Avengers. Like, Avengers. We want, oh, Endgame. Endgame. I'm sorry, Endgame. No, it wasn't Endgame. Was it Endgame? Uh, Rogue One. Rogue we One. Saw, we did that with Rogue One. We did it with the Joker. Yeah. And we did it with. Yeah, that's right. We had an yeah. impromptu podcast yeah. <laughs> on the balcony. <laughs> on the balcony outside the theater. Right, because that movie really screwed me. Oh up. my god, I'm, I I I own it, but I've only ever seen it at the theater. Oh wow. Because the movie is so it's dark. It, it's yeah, <laughs> it's dark, and people are shocked on like what rating I give it. Because so some people it's like a ten, mm-hmm. and like a nine. I'm like. Oh, like an eight yeah i'm more in line with that like it, yeah. don't get me wrong it's the movie flows perfect oh yeah and the character portrayal is just so heartbreaking and i think that to me kind of you know nubbed me to a certain point because like mm-hmm. we start off with the joker it was like this dude is struggling uh 
trying to get medication and social services, all you know, all the fucked up uh, uh, public public services that we have in this right, country. Right. They're exasperated in the movie, and it just shows them getting beat up yeah. over and over again. I'm like, oh my god, stop them! Like, it's like that meme because <laughs> so, the Simpsons uh, episode when Homer lands and starts beating on, right. on the crusty, the cr- and then already and the dead. Like, stop, stop, he's already dead. Yeah, <laughs> like, stop. That's. It's basically the world is made to make this guy's life miserable. Yeah. And everything, every step he took was a landmine. Yeah. So that's that's mainly why I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, it's, so. Oh my God, it's terrible. And yeah. like, yeah. it's, it's, it, don't, it's, I, I like, I really like that movie. It's yeah. As a anti-hero movie, because you can't really call this a superhero movie. No. As, as a, you can't even call it a villain movie because it kind of wow. just blurs the line <laughs> right. a little bit on, on the motive that the Joker have, right. had, you know, like yeah. we always thought that, well, there's different iterations of the origins of the Joker. You yeah. Know, one, you know, you, you choose the Joe Chill version mm. or you choose the, is, I forgot which one's which one. The Red Hood version? The Red Hood version yeah, is yeah, another yeah. one. But there's another one where I think it was Joe, Joe Chill where he was like an underling in the mob. That was, Joe, Ch- that was Joe Chill, right? Yeah, right, that was... Or no, Jack they're Na- they're Jack all Napier? blurred. Yeah. Is it? J- no, yeah, that, that one yeah. is Jack Napier. And then I think Joe Kill. No, Joe, Joe Kill is Joe Joe the, the underling. Joe shot his... Is the underling Which one. is the one who they kind of attribute that killed um, Martha and... and, and Martha and... Oh, Martha, it's uh, um, Joe. Joe Chill, yeah, right? I yeah, I think it, it alludes to it's Joe Chill. So Martha and... What the Martha fuck is his dad's name? And not Henry. Henry <laughs> that's Henry from, Bruce. <laughs> that's, from, that's from not Ghostbusters, uh, uh, Goodfellas. Thomas. Thomas, Thomas Wayne, Wayne yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas Wayne. <laughs> so there's different iterations of, right. of the Joker origin story. You know, choose whichever one you like the best. And in this one, they showed us a different one. Right. Where it, it isn't really a man with um, a hard... You know, like an evil heart. Right. It's just the guy who had a bad day. Right. He's trying. He's trying to get by. Yeah. Like, I mean, you have the one where it's the, the that one, and then you have the comedian one, the failed mm-hmm. comedian one. I think yeah. that one's Jack Nieper. Jack Nieper. Yeah, that was the comedian one, yeah. and he's failed, and he became Red Hood, and yeah. he fell in a vat. Yeah. Right. Right. So, and but don't get me wrong. You know, the movie was directed perfectly. I think it was beautifully shot. As much as I remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Joaquin Phoenix did an amazing job. Yeah, very, very. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and we saw that movie at night. Yeah, that's right. It's even worse. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it's like my mind is already in the dark and I come out and it's dark and it's like typical. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like my life, everything is dark. Yeah. 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 And, uh, but yeah, the the we're we're talking about the, the Eternals. Eternals, right? Um, and the relatively, you know, lackluster reviews it's receiving. Mm-hmm. You know, some people say it's too much. Some people say it's too much of a Marvel movie. Some right. people say like it's we, fairly mixed. Yeah, fairly mixed yeah. reviews, and we haven't seen it yet. We yeah. were just speculating about what um, could possibly be the reason it's receiving these reviews because it's the first. Um, Marvel movie of the MCU that isn't certified fresh, right? Which right. is just like a, I, it's crazy because you would imagine that they had their <laughs> their 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 Rotten Tomato shills just pumping up the that's the that rating. Well, that and then you look at the Hulk, yeah. Like how did the Hulk not get like? Well, I suppose the MCU, right? It's something yeah, that, not like, the Ang Lee Hulk, right? Yeah, you know, the green, the Gumby <laughs> Hulk, but. 
He throws a boulder at the lightning. He throws a boulder at the lightning. And I'm like, oh my god, it might be Thor. Like, no, he just threw a boulder. Yeah, whole poodles. <laughs> right, all super swollen yeah. stuff. <laughs> but yeah, it's. I'm surprised there there hasn't been a because I thought like Thor: The Dark World would be something that would be. I mean, rotten. there there are definitely movies in the MCU that um, I don't view them as on the pedestal that some people put. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Captain Marvel being one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I, I guess like nowadays it's more of rather like we want to see the representation mm-hmm. other than making aside from making a really good movie. Right. Because that that's the agenda. Yeah. Or not the agenda. It's, that's, that's the, the goal. Agenda. Well, yeah, agenda that's, that's has the agenda. Yeah, it's the agenda. follow the agenda nowadays. Yeah. Know? So the, the rating it reminds me of like them, oh, it hasn't been open yet. I haven't seen it yet, yeah. but I feel like it's the film that will the critics will pan, mm-hmm. but for the audience would kind of like. There's always been those from yeah, yeah. and it, that's more mirrored on the DC side of things. Right? No, you're right. That's the, the 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 uh, the ratings, the critics are like this movie sucks, but some of the a lot of the audience, uh, the audience members are like you motherfuckers are crazy. <laughs> this is the best thing in the world. These are these are these are gifts of God. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But um, you know, we're we're I'm hesitant to talk even though I was talking to Ernesto about this before no, we started recording. Right. I'm hesitant to actually like give uh, a review or anything before I, I see it. So yeah. like we were speculating on the possible reasons why, you know, the, the director what's her name? Uh Chow. Chow. Uh, Chloe Chow. Chloe Chow. Yeah, Chloe Chow. Z. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, she got the job mainly well. I kind of remember reading an article like because mm-hmm. of the success of her of her previous movie No Man Land, right. which came out last year, I think. Yeah, it won a bunch of Oscars. Right, prior prior years. to COVID. Yeah, prior right. to COVID, right. and um, you know, being the poster child or not the poster child, but like the it, the hot she's yeah, hot right yeah, now. The hot oh, commodity, right? The commodity, yeah. yeah. Like prep, prep and is then, really hot. Wine, yeah, 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 and you know, you want to say either because she's really talented. I haven't seen No Man's Lot, so I'm not going to say yes or no. Mm-hmm. But does she check off all the boxes? Right. That's, the, you know, that's the question. Um, yeah. And we were talking about maybe a movie like The Eternals, like which is so much, the characters within themselves are so much greater than anything a Marvel, uh, the MCU has done as of now. Yeah. So maybe this was too much of a leap for her to be able to handle it properly we yeah. talked about you know directors who have a, a success rate with uh, ensemble character movies right. like uh, James Gunn James Gunn is a perfect example right he was able to handle you know three ensemble movies Guardians 1 and 2 mm-hmm. 3 coming out sometime next year right right and then and then the, the suicide yeah, which yeah they cast adam warlock which i'm freaking excited <laughs> yeah but yeah it's, it's, it's interesting so without like saying all oh, this movie is terrible or anything like that there are some external factors you might want to consider whether or not the movie is you know up to your expectations up to the critics expectations or right. whatever you know right there's the same reason with uh the Suicide Squad, not the Suicide Squad, yeah, the first one, but the first, first one. one. The know, there, there are so many more hands that ultimately influence the final edit, yeah. rather than the person who has the preliminary vision. Right. So. Right. 
So it, it seems like we haven't seen it. Yeah, <laughs> Again, we haven't, we haven't seen, seen it. it. But Eternals is it does lend credence to those films where it it seems like it's a little too big. Like you said, no, she only did uh, I think I'm not yeah. sure, but Nomadland was something that got her on the map or was critically acclaimed yeah. enough to get recruited by uh, Marvel to do Eternals. But Eternals it, within itself, it's, it seems like these characters are they need more screen time than two hours lends credence to them. In fact, it seems like it's a film that would need two movies. Right. Possibly even three. Possibly even three, simply because these characters are rooted within mythological figures and they, they like, you make a movie about Zeus. Yeah. You don't give Zeus ten minutes of screen time. Yeah, if you're making a movie about, like, the whole Olympian pantheon. Right. Exactly. You don't give Zeus just ten minutes. Right. Yeah, not just because <laughs> it's Zeus, but... The characters are so bigger than us. Right? Yeah. The DC have the DC EU. I suppose DC EU, right? Extended universe. Extended yeah. universe. Yeah, the the DC extended universe has done this beautifully, simply because, like Man of Steel, it lends like you you get the feeling of what he's going through. Yeah. Right. You get whether or not great power if he can do it or should he do it. Yeah. Uh, give or take, the movie is a little shaky at sometimes. Yeah, it has its faults. Like right. Which, which movie doesn't? Right, but try to sum that up with the movie they have six of them right these yeah. uh, like Athenian gods and stuff <laughs> like that you try to you try to condense that and you try to make them also sympathetic because for the most part in the MCU we've had characters that were first base human yeah and something happened we had the time to see them evolve into right. what they actually are right so right. like the Eternals we're starting at the point where where we see what they actually are you know the, yeah. the, the, these essentially gods you know sent to earth to help protect humanity they've mm-hmm. been on earth for seven thousand years and they've seen mm-hmm. like this they've seen everything and they've seen everything go down <laughs> i mean know? there's i think there's one scene where there's uh, i think two eternals and there's like a, they're at the ground zero of hiroshima yeah right like or something like or like they've seen they've seen shit you yeah, know so yeah. you don't have the 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 wiggle room as like john favreau had establishing the mcu with right. with iron man where right. you have you know, 40, 30 to 45 minutes of that movie where he's becoming the Tony Stark that we all knew and love. Right. Eh. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> just come on. Right, no, RDJ. RDJ. He's charming yeah. as hell. Say he, what you will about the Tony Stark Tony character Stark. On, the, on the comic, <laughs> on, on print. I'll right? never like him. <laughs> Civil War. Yeah, he's, no, he's, not, a, he's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, like the comic, I yeah, but anyway. But yeah, Eternals. It's it's you're right. There, mm-hmm. There's credence, and simply because these characters, especially in Marvel, there's time to sympathize with them. I mean, the majority of I would argue every all of them. Every all of them. Every, all, <laughs> I was gonna say every. <laughs> all of them have a, a baseline to follow. I mean, yeah. arguably Captain Marvel, not really. I mean, you see the speculation that where she's she starts human, but we don't learn that until the end. Yeah. Right, so internals might be something along those lines where the first part will be, say, catching up on them or where they were in history, but that's already the awakening. Right, right. that's kind of how they play it off in the trailer. Right like after Thanos is well, let's say Hulk's well, RDJ's RDJ RDJ snap because there was so many people who snapped the snap. right, right. Yeah, it was but, yeah. yeah something yeah. the catalyst that made them awaken because like you ask yourself if you use all these all-knowing and powerful gods where were you when right. our literal, literally the universe was at, <laughs> at risk of going night night you know so, right right yeah so I, I feel like yeah I, I get what you're saying it was like there's essentially eight 
Eternals, right? Right. right. Seven or eight, roughly. Seven or eight, yeah. And most so, kid, kids there, yeah, he needs screen time, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how are you going to be able to realistically give enough of a background to all of these characters within an eight-hour movie? Right. I feel like it's going to... it's going to suffer the same way that the Justice League movie did mm. where really there's only been one movie to establish the whole Justice League you know characters which was Man of Steel right like we right. have the right. we've had the the um the the benefit of having you know previous Batman movies so they really didn't need that that intro even right. though they kind of had like a little origin <laughs> at the beginning of uh <laughs> at the beginning of, of uh, Batman, Batman vs Superman right and then like in there they also established Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, it but, was kind of like not even. Yeah, it's kind of shaky. Or... But Cyborg, Flash, you know, Aquaman, right. all of these movies, Aquaman for sure came after the Justice League. Yeah, and so, even when he was introduced, it was a, like, like a, a PowerPoint. Yeah, yeah, a fucking a quick time movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so you have these literal gods, you know, and you're trying to give them the respect that they deserve on film yeah in two hours two hours and 20 minutes yeah, that's not change. gonna work you know, yeah like, a lot of the reason why the mcu did work was because they took their time they had the roadmap planned out already yeah and they gave each and every single one of those characters well not each and every single one of those characters yeah. but the main characters they're justice right they, you know they, they had, had the solo films yeah they had yeah. their own solo films established a character and they relied on what really the comic book continuity is you know mm -hmm. they all have their own issues and then every once in a while they come together for the avengers right or the, the defenders right for, the magic you know, defenders yeah, and all the guardians. guardians but then again the guardians are already together yeah they <laughs> so, were already yeah. together so yeah. really yeah. the only movie that the marvel movie that is you know Corporal? Corporal? I don't know either of those words <laughs> well it's like um parallel parallel so okay. there are some similarities would be the guardians right because you have, you know, six, five, six characters. You give them yes. all sufficient screen time to establish their motives, establish mm -hmm. their characters, and then break them together. And then ultimately figure out, have them figure out that together, you know, they have to work together to be able to defeat the great evil. Right, right. And it's, uh, yeah, I you see Rocket and Groot, mm -hmm. right? And then you see, uh, I don't know their names, but you see, I, <laughs> you see Icarus. Yeah. Right? Like, Icarus is already leagues in terms of just wait yeah. to it, right? Like, his whole name is Icarus because he had a kid whose name, uh, in, I think his name is Erykus, or something along. But he, well, because his kid was Icarus, mm -hmm. and if you know the, the mythos, he flew too, too close, close to the, the sun, sun and yeah. he died, and that's why he took the name Icarus. Hmm. Right? And then that whole thing is already, like, it's it's a throwaway line because you, how do you show that? I would love to see, you know, the development of why he took that mantle. Yeah. Like all of these characters are their backstory is so dripping yeah. with stuff that especially when you do it in through history, like seven thousand so years. Yeah. Like what have they been doing? Like what are their motivations that you can't it, it's it, we haven't seen it, but it's a lot of naysaying true. Mm -hmm. But it's there's writing on the wall. Yeah. And why it's feeling so mixed and we can't ignore the writing on the wall. Yeah, I mean, and we also have the the insight of knowing how stories are constructed for movies. Yeah. You know, if the movie is going to be two hours and, let's say, 30 minutes, because mm -hmm. generally that's what the, the length of movies now, <laughs> the, you, there's no feasible way for you to establish 
you know, six, seven, eight characters properly. Right. Not including, you know, the bad guys or the ancillary characters like um, like Kit. Right. You know? Right. And so like the Celestials. The Celestials. There's another actually, yeah. bad guy, right? There really isn't a- any way to actually do that. And I'll point to the, the extended versions of Batman versus Superman and the Justice League. Mm. Like, yeah, they're still not all that great, but they make more sense. Right. The storyline is more concise. It's right. not as, like, choppy and it's not as, like... You, you look at a character and you're like, what happened with this guy? Where the fuck did this, this dude come from? Or right. whatever. Right. But because it's all there. Right. Know? Ultimately, the stories weren't that great, but yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> at least they made sense. Right. And you're right. You're true. I don't remember this, the, how long the runtime for the, the, the extended cut for Justice just, League. Just right. League. It was like, like five hours. Five hours, right. And yeah. it, it makes sense because these characters, like uh-huh. The Flash, you don't leave him in a 10-minute, 20-minute no. like, dialogue. So you have to talk about him. You have to talk mm-hmm. about Batman. You have to talk about Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern. I mean, sorry, Martian Manhunter. Uh, right. <laughs> Martian Manhunter. Right. And spoilers, but yeah, he shows up. And it looked pretty cool for being like really On terrible CGI. Thing. Yeah. yeah. It, it did, looked pretty cool. It did look pretty cool. But uh, yeah, those, those characters, they demand... Mm. Some to be spoken, right? They have a story yeah. and they're dripping, oozing with the story. But again, two hours. It just seems like Zhao wasn't. It's not that she wasn't well equipped, but it's just it's too big of a story to condense for her. Yeah, and like we talk about what her, uh, her what's cinematography? Yeah, her repertoire is like she's done fairly indie movies you know like you okay so she's only been doing working in and out of the industry let's say 2008 mm-hmm. right so that's already a short amount of time compared to like some of the right some of the other ones that come before her right and then she's done no man land which you know won a bunch of awards and good for her you mm-hmm. know if it's good enough i haven't seen it but if it's good enough then yeah I she mean, deserves it, it it seems like an emotional like yeah. a very grounded very intimate emotion like the, exactly. i've only seen trailers and stills but mm-hmm. the way she shoots things mm-hmm. right it's it's uh, i think in one interview she wants to use as much natural light as possible yeah. which is already difficult but it's it's admirable yeah. right? you always in our profession where yeah just put up these lights there, there's the flood there's the you know the just light the shit right, out just light it and let's move on but she she has that artistic nuance with that yeah she she isn't uh, um scared to you know step out of the the bound of like the archetype of yeah, filmmaking yeah. And so you look at No Man Land, which she writ, she wrote and um, directed, mm-hmm. came out twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and then the next movie she does is Eternals, right? Which <laughs> is like, like I don't know how what the budget was for No Man Land, but it's nowhere near right the budget for Eternals. You have an army, yeah. of, of like creatives with you, right? Not just with you, but overlooking. Right, that's true. Right. And I kind of like feel the same way about the guy who directed the. The, the Fantastic Four movie that came mm. out a few years ago. Yeah. Where he was just really only doing indie movies. Right. But then all of a sudden, you know, there's multi-hundred million dollar studio movie that gets, that he gets, like, in charge of. Yeah. And some people just aren't, can't handle that. Right. You know, they need more time to be able to establish themselves properly as directors, as producers, as, you know, screenwriters and all that stuff. Like, uh, there's a lot of... Um, 
uh, talk about the dude from Dune, Timothy mm-hmm. Clement, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And, right. And I've heard about this from Leonardo DiCaprio as well, mm-hmm. where they 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 would ask like when in their younger selves like what's the best career move, right. and nobody really says do big studio films. Right. Everybody says do the the more independent, the smaller films, because that's where mm-hmm. you actually learn your craft. Right, right. You find your niche. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, we, we, yeah, you find, you know, what you're known for, your Spielberg look, yeah. your Edgar Wright look, like, all his films feel the same, but they're all contextually, contextual? contextual they're different. Yeah. Right? Like, the music yeah. for Edgar Wright, yeah, he's one of my favorite ones. And then Taika Waititi, Taika Waititi, I'm so yeah. sorry. He's my, fa- he's one of my favorite ones, too, because of the dark humor he takes. Yeah. Right? Like, you're not sure, like, Jojo Rabbit, you're not sure whether uh, or not Jojo to laugh Rabbit. about it. And then you have a. There's one scene in Ragnarok which is totally with T.D. Is when uh, he when Banner jumps off of the uh, ship and he just la- and he's like, "Is he dead?" And you're not sure if you should laugh, but you freaking laugh because it's hilarious. But he's he could be, he broke his neck. He could, could be, be dead. dead yeah. He could be dead. And it's it's that dark humor that I I really. But for Nomadland, yeah. it's it seems like her her skill set is intimate. You know, two people characters, one on one characters, but you have the Eternals, which is this this huge thing. Yeah, it's. I think it's. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I would, I admire her for you know wanting to step up and and all the the good stuff that comes with it. But yeah, you know, there's sometimes maybe where you have to say to yourself realistically, like, am I ready for this? Right. Right. Yeah. And like you look at you look at uh, Taika Waititi movies, and Thor really is the biggest movie he directed up to that, that point which came out in 2017 right so mm-hmm. you and and really Thor Ragnarok that was supposed to be the last one right so there's there's interviews talking with uh Chris Hemsworth where he's all like you know this is going to be our last one so let's just have fun with it mm-hmm. and that that with that attitude with Taika Waititi being at the front of it kind of lend itself to, you know, the popularity and the awesomeness that Thor yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Thor 2, I mean, roughly Thor was like, not really shaky. a little shaky, yeah, little yeah, shaky but it's established, like, you yeah. get him. And then Thor 2 was, whoa, like, whoa, where are we going? Yeah. It's a little, and then Thor 3, like, brought it out of the fire, you yeah. know, removed Resurrected the, it. Resurrected yeah. it, right. The Thor is arguably less uh, as guardian. You know his his mannerisms. He's not you know Shakespeare in the park. Yeah. But it, it le- it's something that you have to creatively change. And, and it, you, it made fun of itself. Right. It made fun of the character, like that scene where he's like, "Don't touch my hair." Yeah. And then I'm sure the people who love him are like, "Really, you're making you're dishonoring him." But you know, the, and then the whole of Planet Hulk. I like the scene where he's on the chair meeting the grand uh, the collector, the the grandmaster, uh, right, and uh, then like the grandmaster, the, yeah. The, the, the lights and all that shit that he screams and, and it's it, like oh shit <laughs> and it's playing what do you call it uh, wasn't it uh, that one Charlie, from Charlie the Chocolate yeah, Factor the, and you see blah blah yeah, blah a yeah. sweet imagination yeah. or something like that he's like <laughs> <laughs> just freaks him out <laughs> yeah and it's and it's so out of the, the character right yeah. like you the comic book Thor you he wouldn't be doing that stuff yeah but it's something that is unique and mm-hmm. that is something that sticks out from all the other Marvel films. Yeah, because it very, makes fun very of itself. Much so. yeah. Like you look at, like really the only ones who have had uh, three movies are Iron Man and Thor. Mm-hmm. You know, Captain America. There were more ensembles. They had two, and then Captain America: Civil War, which was more of a basically a Avengers Junior. Right. <laughs> but you, you look at the the the. Kind of, Contrast between Iron Man, Iron Man One and Thor One, Iron Man Two and Thor Two, uh-huh. Iron Man Three, and then 
Thor Ragnarok. Right. Which is like Iron Man takes itself seriously all the way through. Right. right. And then you notice that in the first two, they're taking themselves seriously, but it yeah. doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So they're, they were going to get the axe after the third one, mm-hmm. but they were like, you know, fuck, it's going to be a lesson. Let's have fun. And yeah. it worked. Yeah. Which led to them having Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah, which, oh, which I am also directing. Which I'm really excited just yeah, because. So so. <laughs> yeah, they're bringing Jane back. They but, are. but they're bringing her at Lady Thor. Lady Thor. So yeah. I'm excited for that. Does she have an actual name? Uh, yeah, Lady Thor. <laughs> Lady Thor. Well, she just takes the mantle because in that, there, yeah. yeah, in that sense, it's I, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. You probably are. Yeah. The people who know more Thor comics than I do. Yeah. But uh, she gets cancer. Yeah, because of the power, the power meal. Right, and then she takes the mantle. But at that, Thor is more of a title. Mm-hmm. Because and then Thor takes his surname, I think surname Odinson, mm-hmm. right? And he takes that instead, and he goes with gall- gallivanting across the galaxy, whether or not he's worthy or not. Yeah. Right. But they're they're making characters that you thought they wouldn't like. Nova might come in. I don't know. That'd it, be awesome. Yeah, they might establish Nova. It's uh. Well, they have the Nova core, so. Yeah, and it's been decimated. Yeah. Right? But so that makes sense because the awakening. Right. <laughs> right. Richard Rider is somewhere in the rubble. <laughs> Someone's yeah. gonna come back, you know, with the Nova core helmet and just reestablish Nova. But, uh, yeah, I'd argue even Iron Man three. I liked Iron Man three. I hated that movie. Yeah, I could see why, but just just for me, just the struggle for Tony Stark, like just him. Yeah, I mean it was PTSD, different without right. a doubt. Like it was more Tony Stark rather than Iron Man. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like that they made the the fucking Mandarin just. I um, love that part. I don't know well, why. The Mandarin is much more of, like it's, it's one of the big ones. Exactly, you know? but like oh, like they want Mandarin the Mandarin to be white. Oh. Asian, Asian. Right, right, and then you saw that he's like he's the Mandarin. It's like how is he the Mandarin? He's uh, you know white, but it seems like they knew what they were doing. Like if you yeah. didn't see that he was fake, then you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I just yeah, I just, no, I I, I, I could I could definitely see like I people have cursed me like really the man that's the main thing right, yeah. and of course it's natural it's the Mandarin it's his Joker yeah right but I didn't like that going to Paltrow will save the day either. Oh, right. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> that was, that was weird. Yeah. And then the head kind of like opens up and it's like, please don't be a disembodied head. <laughs> yeah, for the, most of the Iron Mans, I don't like Tony Stark, granted. But RDJ's portrayal of, you know, this PTSD'd out, uh, he's dying in the second one. Yeah. Spoilers for God's sake. But he's, you know, he's... he's From 10 and 15 years <laughs> 10 ago. Years, 15 years. He's, he's effectively, he has cancer. Right? Mm-hmm. And he's he's trying to come to terms. He's giving it. And I, that struck a chord with me. And then the second one, it's these PTSD out about Avengers. You know, almost mm-hmm. dying. There's always this almost death. But everything else is kind of shaky. But, yeah. yeah, the whole RDJ's performance in all of them just... Kills me. Yeah, I mean, there there should be an RDJ award in the, the academy. <laughs> they should. Because, <laughs> like, honestly, he's become one of the greats. Yeah. You know, without doing, you know, cutting your teeth in, like, the, the mob movies of the 70s where you, you put uh, Al Pacino and De Niro, De Niro and stuff like that. You know? Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Right. Uh, Andy Garcia. Right. And, uh, Marlon Brando. Right, Marlon Brando. Oh, God, there's already, <laughs> like, huge myths. I'm like, Whoa. Yeah, like, these are mythical char- names, names now in, right. in the industry. And RDJ, you know, by committing himself to his his recovery, essentially, because for those of you who don't know, RDJ was basically, like, on his way out. Right. Like, it was, it was yeah. there was, like, real... 
I wouldn't say fear, but like if if they would have, oh, RDJ found dead somewhere in the yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't have been surprised because literally he was that guy. There's stories of him just like people waking up and he's living in just random people's um, living rooms and stuff like that Mm because he was that that far gone. Yeah, but he was able to to give to to clean himself up, and because of uh, Jean Favreau Mm -hmm. championing him as RDJ. You know, he established this whole multi-billion-dollar universe. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. Like the character, the, the RDJ, because RDJ has become much more than just RDJ. Right, right. I cannot see Tony, but he has done you know all the other stuff. But yeah. you're right. He, he's he's come back. Yeah. Right, and he's and you could lend one of those performances with Tony. Right, mm-hmm. you know, someone who's who's essentially been droning through life. Yeah, and then one moment awakens him, and he, yeah, and that laid the foundation of the MCU. Yeah, right. So I mean, he's like, the dude playing the dude. Disguise is nothing. <laughs> 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 Which weird. No, no one gave crap about that movie, but all right. That movie's awesome. <laughs> that movie is awesome. I'm just surprised no one made like a huge stink about it. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did, but, but I like, didn't see it or hear it or smell it. So there's <laughs> yeah, there's. I guess there's some. People who you give a pass to. They were still high on the Tony Stark. <laughs> so they didn't see RDJ in that light yet. Yeah. So the whole Eternals thing. Like... Hello. Hello. Welcome yeah. to a town that you want to run 80 miles <laughs> through. Um, so the whole Eternals thing. We're definitely going to have a more in-depth review next time. Yes. After we both see it. But yeah. it, it feels like, yeah, it it's going to fall victim to the same... Uh, you know challenges that an ensemble movie has, right? Where you you don't have enough time to establish each character the way they deserve to be established, yeah. and it's gonna feel like a lot rushed and, and bloated, bloated, bloated and, especially towards the end. Yeah, and potentially the the person in charge isn't gonna have final say on what the movie's gonna be. You know, I'm sure there's there's plenty of hands in it, like. Mm. Did you ever watch um, Ford versus Ferrari? No. There's a scene where after they they go to the first time, the first race in Le Mans, and they lose, and uh-huh. then Carol Shelby sitting in the the Ford company um, lobby. He's gonna meet with 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 uh, Henry the Henry Ford the second, mm-hmm. and he sees them handle like a, a pamphlet, and then he talks. He tells them like, "Well, I was just that, sitting here in your in your fancy living room." And I saw your not uh, your fancy waiting room, and I saw that little red folder you have there pass through four people, and then you know the other four people in the room until they got to you, not counting the twenty or so other people who actually looked at it before you did. Right. And right. he's like, "But all due respect, you can't win a race by committee. Right. You can't make a movie by committee either. Yeah. So yeah. it's something that, like, I would argue that they gave her more, like. Creative, creative control, mm-hmm. but you're right. It's these properties that are literal billions, mm-hmm. right? There's so much money into it. How can you not have at least one or two people, producers, looking over her shoulder yeah. or like saying, "Hey, can we have it in this way? Can we have mm-hmm. it in that way?" You know, all that stuff. It's something that is that is less common now, simply because you know in the '80s. Right? It's something that there are all these producers. There's it's very power game. Yeah. Right. But now there there is there is that inkling that they have to have, especially with the money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many people, uh, depending yeah. on on 
basically used on failing or succeeded and also trying to justify their paycheck. Yeah. Because, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, there's this one job thing that I applied for, and it was basically, like, COVID assistant, medical assistant, and uh-huh. all the really experience you need is, uh, I think, CPR. CPR. <laughs> and CPR, and then, uh, like, paperwork. Yeah. And they're actually, they're just looking for a glorified assistant. Yeah. But the title made as though they're trying to fill in some government regulation like we need a covid like yeah, a over specialist. a specialist yeah. but they're basically just going to tell you what to do yeah <laughs> so you're right like it's like yeah. underwater basket weaver or something yeah. like that <laughs> yeah so um i'm hopeful i'll be entertained at the very least with the, yeah, the eternals yeah i'm already not um you know, putting it at a pedestal mm-hmm. where it's going to fall short of my expectations. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm always super optimistic when I go and watch a movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the person where I don't watch movies just to watch movies. Mm-hmm. I watch movies because they either pique my interest or one way or another. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm a comic book fan. I love the comic book movie genre, superheroes, and all that stuff. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of the comic book movies. Yeah. You know, I haven't seen no, <laughs> any of the Venom movies. I haven't yeah. seen. I, mean, no, no. I didn't see the the Spider Man Homecoming. I didn't uh, see uh, what? Okay, <laughs> Venom. Sure, you don't. That's not something you need to watch. But Spider Man, come on. You watched? Did you watch the other ones? I watched the the second. Tobey Maguire. Uh, you watch, yeah, you watched the Tobey Maguire. You watch yeah, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. How did you? <laughs> the math. It feels, <laughs> it feels like it's too much, man. <sighs> All right. Like the last, the, the last one was in twenty fourteen, mm, give or take. I would say yes, roughly. Yeah, roughly. And then the 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 reboot was in twenty seventeen. Oh, so the gap in between the movies. Like I, I want to watch it, but mm. there isn't anywhere where I could stream it for free. It's not on, on Disney Plus. I'll, I'll buy it on Amazon <laughs> for a year. <laughs> but that's what I'm, that's what this is what I'm trying to say. Like, it doesn't matter the movie as long as it interests me, then yeah. I'll go watch it. Yeah, you know, it doesn't just because it falls into the genre of movies that I like. Like I love horror movies. I haven't seen a, a until recently. I haven't seen a horror movie in years mm. just because they don't they don't scare me. I don't, right. I don't see that attraction anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get you. Yeah, I get you. But I'm, I'm, I'm at least hopeful that Eternals is going to be uh, entertaining. Yeah, I am on the other side of the spectrum. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the base every movie that I go into is entertaining. Like, yeah. That's already half of the grade. Right? Uh-huh. You know, if it's an out of ten, that's already five. If you make me laugh, or I'm like, oh, that's cool, or something like that. Yeah. But the other side, I'm, a, I'm a little more hopeful, maybe a little bit more than you are, just because it seems so different. It does seem right. different. It's, it's absurd. No, I, uh, yeah, it seems different. From but, Marvel. Right, from Marvel. Marvel. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's different from Marvel, and I'm interested to see. I don't read reviews. So I'm usually like in shutdown mode yeah, where yeah, I yeah. don't look at photos. I don't like behind-the-scenes stuff. But for this, it, it just kept coming on my feed where it's like mixed. Like It's the first rotten tomato like certified, certified, rot, rot, certified yeah. rotten MCU film, and that piqued my interest. So I'm I'm a little a little more hopeful than most because of what it is, but then I'm I'm very skeptical when I watch it. Yeah, I mean, the the whole Rotten Tomatoes thing, I feel like it's so arbitrary. I hate it. Yeah, me too. It's like I don't a, I hate reviews anyway. Right. Like who the fuck right. are these people to to be reviewing movies? You know. Right. I'm like we, we talk, <laughs> but we always we always have the caveat of saying like this is our personal. 
it's personal like beliefs and we always say go watch the movie make up your own opinions yeah, you know that's true like but the other uh, the other critics are like don't watch this movie this is the worst movie ever made like what yeah. qualifies you to say that like yeah, even fair. the great like Cisco and Ebert mm-hmm. what the fuck qualified them oh, to, to make to, to criticize movies like the way they did that's you know? true but even what they how they wrote mm-hmm. was a little more open it was yeah, yeah right it was like it was like us but in text form right because uh, there's and yeah Ebert Robert Ebert's one I guess when he a little later down yeah. it was just it was very vague and it left you to watch the yeah, opinion but it nowadays was, it seems like everywhere even in YouTube social media it's either good or bad yeah love right? it or hate, or hate it, it yeah. right there's always that and I hate that because yeah. a lot of the reviewers are growing up as that now yeah right there are people like you said who are qualified to either say don't watch it like who are you to know what I like yeah right yeah and then the thing with like Cisco and Ebert for, I think it was Roger Ebert Roger Ebert who yeah. um, he wrote his own movie <laughs> and sucked <laughs> yeah. yeah how humbling right <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, right. and then he's like what was the reason like, I don't remember well, but... someone reviewed it and he said it sucks but he says oh I uh, that's what I think is cool and that's yeah. the, the key word exactly I, I think yeah, there's everybody. There's movies where I've seen where where it make me think like, how in the world did this <laughs> is is this a thing? But it could be like the the greatest thing to the the person sitting next to me at the theater, right, you know. And, right. and it's all subjective. Right. We have our own uh, likes and dislikes, and that's how it should be. Yeah, we we like to voice our opinion, but that's mm. what it is. It's an opinion. Right. It's not right. a fact. Right. Granted, there are bits that are objective. Yeah. Right, obviously, like pacing, mm-hmm. structure. Yeah, you know, when music comes out of nowhere for no reason, that's objective, <laughs> right? That's a, or music's too loud. You're like, I can't hear what you're saying. Yeah, you know, like in Venom, that's the second one. It's just like, what did he say? Because the audio is so faint, I can't hear it, and that's that's really bad. Oh, oh yeah, there's movies where you're watching at home, and you're like, wait, what do you say? You rewind it and then turn up the volume, and then the next scene is a giant explosion. <laughs> right, it's like your ears. Right, yeah, like who audio cued this? But yeah, and but it's true. Art yeah. is is subjective. And yeah. but the best thing, the best anyone reviewer, arguably, I would argue, say is that let them watch it, yeah. but give them a good opinion from your point of view yeah. without sprinkling it with a bias yeah right. and that's so hard to do yeah like now and now and <laughs> it's because what? you know we live in the clickbait culture yeah. where every every title has to be like whatever did this shock the world or yeah. whatever bullshit you know like, yeah i wasn't shocked i'm part of the world what does that mean <laughs> yeah exactly right. you know so it, it's just it it's become this a lot of like the the social media a culture that we live in where everything is has to be so eye catching, quick, qu- yeah, quick, quick and grab people's attention right, and stuff like that. Right. Where we notice that there's an opposite trend where long form conversation, long form anything mm-hmm. is gaining like is being more and more sought after, mm-hmm. but it's still being the, the still sound bite, the, the clickbaity, the you know, the, the short attention span is still being pushed on us on very aggressively, right? right. Which you know. Some people live their lives away, and I'm not doubting them. But I mean, it is the downfall of American society because of that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's, but uh, yeah. there, there's some of us who enjoy a well, well formed thought. Right. And without, from both sides. From both sides, exactly. Right. And when it comes to movies, that just makes it even more so because, like, 
like I said, I don't give a shit about what anybody thinks. I make up my own opinions. Right. There are some people like like you or, or other of our friends who I do lend more credence to just because I know and trust right. them and stuff we, like that. Yeah, yeah, we're in the same battlefield. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. So there, there, there are exceptions. I'm yeah. not going to lie, but these are you know personal relationships that I have. Right. Isn't just some random person on the internet who I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna trust them what they say. Right, and and I, I, I don't like it at all. I no. like I don't want to go on a tangent where I'm like hating on all that stuff, but it's like they use that reason as a basis for all of their education. Mm-hmm. You know, like so and so said this. Yeah. So and so said that, and then it's something that you need to, especially when it comes to entertainment, movies, television, video games, books, you know, music. It's uh, something that you have to experience prior to you assuming or creating an an, uh, opinion. Yeah. Right? Especially when it comes to movies. Like, The Eternals, I'm going to be entertained. Right? There has to be moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, that's funny as hell. Right? But it's something that will, through the lens of my experiences. Yeah. And and that's what I want to give you first before I, I get an opinion. Exactly. Because it's like, it's through my experiences, right? I went to film school and all, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not going to lord that over you, right? This is what I I believe. Like, yeah. Joker, again, I'm sure people think it's it's 10 to 10. Yeah. Right? Because that, it, it's great. But for me, it's, you know, it's like we said, an 8. Yeah, 8.59. 8, 8. 8. 8. 9. Yeah. 9.5. Yeah, right? Yeah. And then that's like, that's like, wow, really? Why is it like that? But yeah. It's just, that's just. Yeah, there's very few movies that I personally think are 10 out of 10. Yeah. You know, it's, definitely, it's, it's super. It's a super hard marker to fill because you know what ten out of ten actually means. It's perfect. Yeah. And some of my favorite movies aren't perfect. Right. You know, very, very rarely am I gonna see a movie that's like, oh my god, this is a ten out of ten. I think, right. personally, I think nineteen seventeen is like near ten out of ten. As you e- possibly like get. Even for me, I, that's yeah. that's like an eight. But that, but it's ten out of ten because it, of, it hit all your good yeah, spots. Yeah, it right? all my good spots and the way they shot it. <laughs> right, the, that's, the that's way a, they shot it just big. takes yeah. a lot of the chunk. You know, the yeah. way they shot it is probably like seven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like eight or like eight or nine. Right, yeah. yeah, it's it's when it hits a ten, it's already biased yeah, because super. it's it's already hitting. Like it's already tailored for you, yeah, exactly. right? Like God of War, I don't give a lot. Of, I, I'm most, I'm a big gamer, mm-hmm. but uh, God of War, the the really? reboot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, <laughs> the God of War reboot is a ten for me, simply because it it brings something that was from the two thousands into mm-hmm. the more contemporary, narratively driven, changes up the combat, but also leaves it a little bit more, like its cycle of gameplay is doesn't get boring for me. So the reboot is ten out of ten. Yeah, but ten, not no, the not, not the other original ones. Like, see, I'm saying the whole franchise. Is it's 10, ten out of ten. Yeah, yeah, I could see that because it's you know it revolutionized the way the gaming. It has some issues. I'm not gonna lie, mm-hmm. um, but it's just the storytelling, the the graphics, the the everything about the game kind of just changed the the way we think about. Uh, video games in the modern era. You know, mm-hmm. there's video games in the past that did that. You know, Legend of Zelda, Mario. Right. They're trailblazers yeah. within their own idea. I could see that. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Yeah, I, but the the recent one is that that's just ten. Everything. If I had to do what you did, it's like nine. Yeah. Right. There's some ones that are like really PSP game. Yeah. You know, some of those ones that kind of. Eh. But yeah, <laughs> it's it's still a high grade compared to say other properties mm-hmm. where I would get like Halo. Yeah, Halo. Halo's yeah. kind of. It goes. It goes. It's a little rocky. 
you know, ODST was pretty good, and then five, and you know, it's yeah. a little rug, but yeah, the new God of War, and even Ratchet and Clank, the new one, I really like that. Yeah, I, Ratchet and Clank are the same with like uh, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Bandicoot or uh, Bandicoot, I think. Bandicoot, right. yeah. Bandicoot. <laughs> They're just games <laughs> where like you don't give a shit about the storyline. Right. You just want to play, collect right. your little screws or whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. whatever it is you're doing. Well, I, I love the new one, the newest one. I, I forget the name of it. Uh, Tripping Dimensions or something earlier. Yeah. But it, it brings what's what we know as childhood, which is already biased within itself, and then into a more contemporary. Like it's the same game, but visuals are up. The storytelling is a little more mature. And it, yeah. that that's already and that's why I give it tens. Yeah, I mean, it, like definitely a, a movie, video game, or a book, or whatever it is yeah. that, that you're into from your childhood. Yeah, you know, giving it, giving it, giving it to you in the lens of today yeah. is gonna already bias one hundred percent your decision, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, you know, just because like it, it, it is a perfect ten out of ten for you. You know, it could be a seven out of ten for the next person, but at least for you, it's a perfect 10 out of 10 right you know? and, and right. one thing that you know the the culture that that we live in to, to today that is like um a lot of talk about is like being true to yourself right and that's one of the things that i agree with like if, if you think this movie is the greatest thing ever you know, some people are going to disagree with you but you don't have to get angry about it you right. don't have to you know you know start a revolution about yeah. it or anything <laughs> like that it's just okay. You live on, you enjoy your movie, enjoy right. your video game, enjoy whatever it is you want to do, as long as you don't hurt anybody else. Right, right. And that's that's Rotten Tomatoes doesn't necessarily hurt, or but well, they, 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 they create, they make these huge movies, right? All these properties that are so many creative elements, creative hands into it, mm -hmm. and they, they shrink it into a number that is easily understandable, easily quantifiable. Right, something that's rotten, you know, is bad. Yeah, there's but, no. See, that's the thing. I feel like, yeah, it's easily understandable, right. but it's not easily quantifiable. Well, what do you mean? Because to quantify all mm -hmm. the what what makes that number what it represents, mm -hmm. it's all subjective. Right, that's why it, it tries to. Yeah. Right, it's ultimately something that cannot be quantifiable. Yeah. But Rotten Tomatoes, because of uh, the culture where we just want you know quick clickbait, we just want to read this number. That's what it creates. Yeah. So why would you spend your time seeing a two-hour movie, or would you look up Rotten Tomatoes that say it's rotten and not go see it? Yeah. Right, it already forms an opinion behind its existence. Like even Metacritic, Metacritic just sums up every review. And if you see that number, it's like, oh, it's a sixty. Oh, that's not high enough for you personally. Then yeah. you won't go see the movie, or play the game. Yeah. Or read and it. then there's also the factor that we really have to consider is that people who write critic like stuff like that mm. generally are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 it's it's again, it's all subjective. And yeah, it's yeah. Like yeah. you, okay, you go to a movie theater, right? Pack, let's say, one hundred fifty people. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Out of all those one hundred fifty people, how many of them are stupid? One hundred fifty. Forty-nine. Everyone except the one person sitting in my chair. <laughs> except for this general area where I am sitting right now. Yeah, like. No, you're right. So the, it's the moment it's like Men in Black exactly right? the quote from Men in Black a person is intelligent is uh, provocative provocative well, <laughs> is uh, you know it's smart the mm -hmm. one person smart but a mob of people yeah they're dumb they're scared you know they, <laughs> they're easily affected by trends yeah. yeah so just make up your own opinion you know yeah that's um, the baseline yeah that's that's basically how every one of our reviews <laughs> <laughs> ends but but it's true you know yeah. nobody 
there's no money in making up your own experience. Exactly. Making up your own um, opinion. Opinion. Yeah, there you go. There's no money in that. Yeah. But that's really the way we should be looking at things. Yeah. Like, granted, like, you go to a doctor to know what's wrong with you, right? Yeah. And you usually take their word for it. Yeah. But for when it comes to critics, there's not a black and white perspective of it all. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not one critic who's ex- explicitly correct. It's their point of view. There's, yeah. Right? So it's you watch the, the media and you read a critic or two or three, but you don't want to focus on one simply because the one will probably be something you'd like and it's already, you know, you want to get both sides. Yeah, and that's generally what I do is like I'll read a couple of reviews after the fact. Yeah. So see, like, okay, yeah, I agree with them on this. I don't agree with them on that. Right. Right. And you know that I feel like that also helps me become, you know, a better viewer in mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. You know, like one of the things that I don't like necessarily after you know learning and working about the whole film industry mm-hmm. and experience and how movies are made and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like for me, the magic isn't there anymore. Mm-hmm as it used to be mm. you know like I, I go see movies and I'm dissecting lines I'm right. looking at edit points I'm looking at cinematography and stuff like that which you know kind of ruins the magic in a right, way right. but you know seeing it trying to see it through somebody's eyes via their critic their, mm. their critique mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. makes me think like oh yeah I, I could see it about it that way you know it's not necessarily just mainly the way I'm seeing things yeah. Even though I might be seeing it in a deeper view than they are. Yeah. You know, they might just have see the facade, but like like I said, I'm looking at editing, I'm looking at writing, I'm looking at composition of the shot, I'm looking at all these different factors that make up the final product. Yeah. So seeing seeing a review or, or disagreeing or agreeing with somebody who reviews a movie that I've seen it does kind of make me realize that oh maybe this isn't the right way I'm I'm supposed to be watching movies even yeah. though that's how I watch them right and it's it's a little it's humbling simply because you have to you know see these other person's point of view but also check your ego yeah in a way so you know admit that you're wrong or maybe admit that this person's right yeah right? and when it comes to critiques it's always something that you have to take both sides. There isn't really a singular point. Yeah, and, and ultimately it comes down to forming your own opinion. Right, right. That's, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. We'll find out when we see Eternals yeah. tomorrow. I next mean, time we, we, we hang out, we're going to talk about Eternals. Right, because you, yeah, next I'm show. Watching it tomorrow. Right, you're watching it tomorrow, but next week we'll have a show. No, because, um, I mean, now that the holidays are coming, so we're going to have to. Because, you know, Thanksgiving. Oh, Christmas right. And stuff. Right, we're going to spend time with our families. Or, we'll, or, do, we'll make an announcement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about some of the news. Or do you want to talk about stuff we've watched? Uh, let's talk about news. Let's talk about the trailers. The trailers. The trailers, man. The cookbook of Boba Fett. <laughs> the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> All right. What did you think of the trailer? It dropped on Tuesday? Right. Roughly I don't know where. Monday? Early in the week it dropped. Right. And we dropped two trailers that are in our world. Right. The Book of Boba Fett and the and, Morbius and trailer. The Morbius trailer. Morbius, Morbius. Mor- Morbius. Morbius, yeah. Morbius. I'm, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That guy. <laughs> so, um, The Living Vampire, right? right. That's the tag. Morbius, right. The Living yeah. Vampire, right. The Book of Boba Fett, which is, you know, we've been teased at the end of season two of The Mandalorian mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. Kind of debuted 29th of December this year. Yeah. So, we see at the end of The Mandalorian season two is that Boba Fett comes back to Tatooine, takes over 
Jabba the Hutt's little underground empire. Right, right. right. And he kind of made you think, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. (laughs) But then the trailer drops. Right. And I'm kind of feeling a little worried. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't feel like that's something Boba Fett would do. In the trailer, he kind of feels like he's setting up his own, like, super, you know, cartel type of... (laughs) Right. Syndicate. (laughs) Syndicate. Crime syndicate and stuff like that. But to me, granted... The you know five minutes or so of Boba Fett we knew from the movies uh-huh. didn't really do anything too much to establish that character. All of it just made up in our heads. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't <laughs> it doesn't lend credence that Boba Fett would want to work together with all these other crime crime lords. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. would want to you know lay waste to them and dominate as much as he possibly could. Yeah, the trailer doesn't really do a good job in portraying that. Right, yeah. I feel as though he will. I mean, yeah, like I, yeah. I do feel he will. He will lay waste to all of the crime syndicates just to rebuild or make it into his own vision. Yeah. But yeah, it seems like he's playing negotiator in this. You know, he's giving them all a choice. Yeah. Right, and then I do feel it's gonna turn where it's gonna be like a gang war essentially. Right, but it just feels too much talky. Too much talky. It's a very boring blasty, trailer. Blasty. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean... He's more of a man of action, right? Yeah, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's only been one, right? And generally in movies or so, there's two, maybe three, like two trailers and then a teaser. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I don't think there's going to be enough time for... Uh, Next month? For another trailer? Yeah, yeah. Is there? Do you think there's enough time? No, to, no, I mean, it comes out next yeah, month. Yeah, because it comes out yeah, next so month. Yeah, so I don't think they would be... Like, here's hey, another trailer. Hey, it's a more action-packed. It's a more <laughs> stuff. And it's, like, and it's going to be not the Netflix. It's going to be bi-weekly. Oh, weekly, right? It's going to come yeah, out. Yeah, that's every, what they do. Every right, week. It's going to be a weekly like show, that. yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, yeah. The, again, there's only one way to find out, and that's to watch it. But yeah. ultimately, or not ultimately, the, the beginnings of what, what I'm seeing, I'm a little worried. Yeah. Just because yeah. uh, I mean, <laughs> there is a, a a lot of avenues to explore. You know, we were talking about potentially seeing Han Solo, right? Again, oh. which would be awesome. A digitized, a digitized, Han Solo. or at least a Millennium Falcon, a Millennium Falcon, Chewy, Chewy. Yeah, no, definitely then. Lando, yeah, Lando, yeah. Oh, Lando, yeah. Because the 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 Mandal- the book of Mandalorian, the book of uh, Boba Fett, <laughs> takes place like Cohen after Return. No, conjunctionally with the Mandalorian, which oh, takes place five after. years or so after Return. Right, right. And in the the first season of Mandalorian, they kind of established that at the because the Empire fell, all these planetary systems and the outer outer rims of the the galaxy are kind of in shambles. You know? right. They don't need they don't have any leadership or stuff like that, which would make sense for you know Boba Fett to step up and be like, "Yeah, I'm taking control. Mm. Let's make our own fucking universe." With blackjack and hookers, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely because all right, in the season Mandalorian season two, we had Luke show up, yeah, right. So it's within the realm of possibility that Han will show up, or maybe Lando. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't know Lando vaguely. I don't think he does. Well, they were in when they were. He wore a helmet most of the was time. Was it Bespin? Right? Uh, no, the, the no. You're right, Bespin. Bespin right? Yeah. When Hot he city. shows up, yeah. there's. 
Boba with right. with Vader because right. that's where he takes. That's true. He takes. He takes Han. He takes Han. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The deal is. I altered the deal. Yeah. I pray I don't alter it again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would that would be cool. But would we need that? Do you think Han Solo again another MCU esque cameo showing up? I mean, we don't need it. Mm-hmm. Definitely, well, that you, you could. Yeah, we, we want it. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I would it. want yeah. a, a rematch. Yeah, with Boba Fett and uh, Han. Han Solo. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, there there is a lot of avenues to explore with the with the book of Boba Fett, and even them coming back together with the Mandalorian. Like mm-hmm. We talked about how. You know, potentially the Mandalorian is going to become it's you know the battle for Mandalore and who's going to be the rightful heir. Right, um, right. And then Boba Fett, since he's not really a, a Mandalorian from the planet Mandalore, he's a mm-hmm. clone. Mm-hmm. He's doing off. He's doing his own thing. Yeah, <laughs> he's taking off his helmet. Yeah. Put on your helmet. <laughs> <laughs> he's taking off his helmet and putting it back on. Yeah. And uh, so potentially, you know, two or two seasons or so down the line, they yeah. can come together. But this time, they're not friends. They're not working together. Right, right. Which would be super interesting. Which which would. I would love to see Boba's, I don't know, whatever crime syndicate he makes. <laughs> and then, yeah. like, the crime, the Fed syndicate or something. And then, like, he's intertwining this criminal organization within the galaxy and it comes into head with uh, Mandalore. You could imagine the last scene of Mandalorian season three or whatever, four. Mm-hmm. And then it's, um, who's the chick? Bo-Katan Bo- 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 yeah. sitting on the throne with the dark saber, yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden the door opens and it's Boba Fett <laughs> <laughs> they did have a little te- or was it the other chick yeah well, they did have tension they did like, have I've tension. heard I've, I've heard, heard your screams voice. a thousand times that or something I was like, before a thousand times I was like ah you're not a real man alone <laughs> which oh god it, it, it split a lot of people but yeah. I agree with her yeah so yeah. The, the, obviously the endless Possibilities. Uh, possibilities right. are there are, you know are they going to explore any of them yeah probably, probably not, not. <laughs> <laughs> probably maybe in their in our widest dreams are you who would have expected luke to show up in season two that's true yeah so we could have han you know some show up and there's a duel like a very spaghetti western-esque duel or something like that yeah but i kind of feel like because Harrison Ford, because you got you got to de-age Harrison Ford just like they did to Mark Hamill. Right, you, know, you can't you can't choose another person and no. face swap their face on them. No, so you got to de-age Harrison Ford. But I yeah. feel like Harrison Ford is so over this. Yeah, it's gotta it's gonna be have to be. Like you don't a think he you don't think he want to do voiceover? Yeah, it's in like a throwaway type. Oh, of throwaway thing. kind yeah. of. Thing. It's not gonna be like a pivotal point like oh, Skywalker. Damn, that would have been awesome though. You know, like a little. They're standing in the middle of the yeah. the road in Tatooine, and all these people are hiding, and they're just like drawing yeah. or something. Yeah, I, I can just see him just getting milk for Ben, mm-hmm. for baby Ben or something. <laughs> ben is, I, I think, born at this time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first because first first Leia became a Jedi, right? So whatever training, training year, yeah, whatever years of training that took, right. So, but and we already have an established timeline from the end of uh, uh, Return to the end of uh, to the First Order. To the first, right. no, oh, to the Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian. Right, so right. that's because roughly that's the same time frame. Right. Right. So maybe you know she's pregnant or something. Right. That type of thing. And he, he goes off yeah. <laughs> her milk run. <laughs> of all places, Tatooine. But yeah. <laughs> scavenging. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Right. He did. He did go back to his old ways. Yeah. And so. his sequels. Yeah. But the trailer is... 
It's lacking. It's very lacking. It's lacking. Yeah. Just just because there are so much more possibilities, right. much more interesting possibilities you could possibly uh, go for. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying maybe it could be the greatest episode of TV that's ever been put to, <laughs> on an SD card. Right. There's <laughs> <laughs> been data wrangled. Yeah, because it's not on film anymore. Right, right. But, uh, I'm, I mean, obviously, we're going to make our own opinions once the... The show comes out. Are you gonna watch it bi-weekly or are you gonna wait till it's all? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'll do it bi-weekly because I have a lot of other stuff to sh- to follow up on. Yeah. Because I have that. I haven't watched Star Wars Visions, the animated stuff. That's the anime stuff. Yeah. Like the, the one that they, were, they like had different like different studios. Studios right. in Japan. And right. They all each did an episode. Of yeah. Like their style. Yeah, that yeah. one. I haven't watched What If yet. I haven't seen What If yeah. either. Yeah. I've been, I've been wanting to, but it's just to turn on the TV and sit there. It's, it's too much of a hassle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I go to YouTube, and then I'm like, nothing's on YouTube. I go to Netflix, nothing's on Netflix, and I go back to, go YouTube, back to YouTube. And yeah. I just, it's, a, it's a very vicious line. Cycle. <laughs> Never ending. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Mobius. Morbius. Mobius? <laughs> Morbius? Morbius? Uh-huh. The living vampire. Yeah. Jared Leto. There Jared Leto, yes. 30 seconds to Mars. Let's do this. <laughs> Was he really? Yeah, he's the lead singer. 30 seconds what? To Mars. Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Yeah. Now I do. Um, I think he's won Grammys and an Oscar, so. Dang. He's one of those. God, Jesus. <laughs> Making us look bad. <laughs> what are you doing with your What do you know about Morbius? Nothing. Me either. Now, right, the base. All I know <laughs> is he appeared in a Spider-Man comic. Yeah, that's I, I believe that's where he first appeared. Yeah, but his powers, other than being vampire-related, they are like mutations to his because he has like a blood thing in the comic. I believe he has like a blood mutation. And they kind of touch on that this on the trailer, right? Or, or maybe it's not the blood mutation. I think he's he, saying like, I need feed. Right, he's more a paraplegic in this one. Right? Doesn't he have like cancer or something? No, I don't know, but he has crutches. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah he's a paraplegic. Yeah. So another doctor in the MCU that needs to go off and find some magical power to fix him. Fix <laughs> <laughs> ailments, right? right. Yeah. Um, how interested are you in the Mobius movie? Very. Very? Yeah, very. I don't know why. Just because it's an outside of yeah, the typical? Yeah. Yeah, it's something that is not as rarely touched. Like you said, we do have a lot of just, or the MCU is just full of heroes. Right? Yeah. Maybe they're reluctant, but they eventually become heroes. Yeah. But for this one, it sounds like he wants to be a good person, but some his power subverts that. Mm-hmm. So now he has to feed and eat and kill people, and that's <laughs> the opposite of he's a healer. He's a doctor. Yeah. Right. There's one part in the trailer which made me fucking die, and he's like holding a dude. And he's like, I'm venom, and he's like gonna eat him. I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm like, I'm Doctor Mo- I'm Doctor So and So Mobius. I'm here to help. And it's like, what? And, and and it's obvious that Sony's building towards. I think Sony is, but they're the whole MCU grander is building towards the Marvel Knights. Yeah. Yeah, and they're not particularly the you know shining the beacons, greatest, yeah, right? Yeah. They all they have their issues. I mean, Blade, right? Blade, yeah. Moon Knight. But how are they going to do that? Because you know, Venom, Morbius, are Sony, mm-hmm. and as far as we know, uh, the No Way Home is that's it. It's not Sony right. And the Sony partnership. Yeah, yeah. Is Blade, Blade, and Moon Knight are still our MCU? Are, yeah, they MCU reverted back to, to right. MCU. Yeah, there has to be a deal down the line. 
Because why would they be building Mobius out of nowhere? I mean, there's even Craven, uh, Hunter. Yeah. Being with I forget the actor. He was cast, but that's being in production as well. I feel like they're gonna do their own thing. Yeah. Maybe maybe uh, subvert um, Blade and Moon Knight and introduce two no two new characters as mm-hmm. the Marvel Knights. Oh, I hope not, because that, that they seem like the darkest characters. I mean, the Punisher as well. Yeah. Right. I mean, at some point, the Punisher is going to be integrated within the MCU grandeur. I, I would. Would you want them to keep the the Netflix MCU like characters or just start off new? I love the characters. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do like all of their castings. Yeah, Charlie. Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox. Uh, I don't remember the rest. Um, <laughs> Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Uh, the black guy, Luke Cage, Luke Cage. and uh, uh, Danny, not Danny Boyle, <laughs> Danny Boyle, <laughs> Dan- and Danny uh, Reed or R something. Uh, fuck, what's this, this motherfucker's name? <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, um, uh, not Daniel Reed. No, that's not it. Is it Defenders? Yeah, it's all right. So Charlie Cox right. as. Uh, Matt Murdock, mm-hmm. Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones, Ritter, Finn yeah. Jones as Danny Rand, Iron Danny Fist, Rand, yeah, Iron Mike Fist. Coulter as Luke Cage, Luke Cage, yeah, and where the fuck is this motherfucker from The Walking Dead, Punisher, Punisher, oh yeah, uh, John Barenthal, yeah, John John Barenthal, it's uh, I I like John Barenthal's The Punisher, yeah, The Punisher. I mean, uh, yeah. some people who watch the movies or grew up with the movies with uh, I forget his name. Top Wonder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was wasn't there another one? Thomas J. Yeah, Tom. Yeah, yeah, the one who grew up. They think they that's their Punisher. That's a really good Punisher. It is. It is a really good Punisher. If they made him those those Punishers into how he acted, Barenthal uh-huh. acted, then that would be the perfect Punisher. Because there's no drama between the killing. Yeah. Right now he just just kills you and then he moves on yeah I mean and, and then in the uh, the movie it's more like it's clearly there's more there's less time for you to play with so the drama yeah. it's, it's you know started off and it goes throughout the whole hour and 40 minutes or whatever long it is but yeah. with The Punisher there was two seasons right so mm-hmm. you have yes. more time to build and develop and the drama and all that right. stuff so a lot of the, the nameless goons that he does kill yeah. you're not going to really feel it well that's true well in the movies it felt more comic-y yeah. It can't be, right? The, there's one scene, I don't know if you watched it. Which one? The Punisher TV show. I don't want to spoil it. I've seen parts of it. But there's one scene where I think he's a, he retired, mm-hmm. right? And he's a construction worker. And then his buddy is being, uh, I believe, like racketeered or extorted by <laughs> these <laughs> other bad like, So there's three people and there's a dude they're beating up. Yeah. And like, they're going to beat him to death. And he's like pleading. So the Punisher comes in with a sledgehammer and he's just like, hey, what the hell are you doing here? Like, uh, And he just says anything and he just kills them. And it's in the most brutal way where, like, he takes the, the, the sledgehammer and, like, he breaks the one hand of one dude and, like, cracks his neck. Yeah. Moves on to the next. It's very mindless. Do you remember the 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 parody? Oh, uh, the, uh, Dirty Laundry. Yeah, Dirty Laundry. That's, yeah. that's what I like. So it's more in line with that. Exactly. Yeah. It, there's no, like, you know, grandiose hero speech. Yeah. He just does it. Just fucks people. Yeah, right. It, people that's up. what happened in Punisher Kills the, Mar- the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Right? And that comic, instead of uh, gangsters killing his family, there's a crossfire between, I don't know who they're fighting, but it was, I think, the Avengers versus another villain group, and then his family is killed in the crossfire. Right, and obviously he breaks down, but he's just looking at the dead bodies. Takes a gun out and like shoots one of the Avengers and tries to kill Cat and uh, 
Wolverine. Yeah. And he just starts, and it's just, it's out of nowhere. So that kind of Punisher, I, I like. It's just, just fury. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I Dirty Laundry did, did which, that. Which was more in line with the Warzone Punisher. Yeah, but I heard but, that one. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Why was it terrible? Like, I um, watched it, I was like, eh, that's... I cool. saw it in bootleg, <laughs> so I couldn't really see anything, because <laughs> it was all to- dark. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just that's saw a bunch of muzzle flashes, <laughs> that's all really I saw, but yeah, I, I heard that it wasn't um, as great as it could have been, just because like, maybe the story wasn't there, mm. quite there, you know, yeah. like... Like, the Punisher, like you said, is more just, you know, kill and fury and blood guts right, and all that shit. Right, right. John the, Wickian, almost. Yeah, essentially. Right. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. But the first one, the, well, not the first one, the second one with uh, Thomas Jane that came out in 2001, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is, you know, the story, you follow the emotional story arc that he, he goes through watching his family get murdered by right. John Travolta's family. Yeah, which is the whole shit. family. It's yeah. not just it's not just the kids. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's, and the it's, way he systematically tears John Travolta's life apart. You know, yeah. He tricks him to believe his wife is having an affair. Yeah, even though... Yeah. Even though, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. The, the, one of his goons, he kidnaps and basically forces him to, to betray. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's like, it's crazily yeah. systematic. And yeah. if you take that, and then there's just the brutality where it's just, there's no remorse. Because mm-hmm. I've noticed in some... Like recently, like Squid Game, for example, just yeah. going off a tangent, there's no dramatization on their killing. They just die. Yeah. Right? And I don't want to be morbid or Mobius or morbid <laughs> about it, but that's something that it's it's like shocking and it's death is not, you know, oh, my arm. You know, you just drop like a sack of potatoes. It's like the episode of uh, Rick and Morty when they're, he, Rick fights the president. Uh-huh, and yeah. The Secret Service agents, like, he, he's going up to arrest them. He's like, don't touch me or else you're going to die. Right. He touches them and he falls. He falls over. He's like, what was that? He's like, death. death. Like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, I mean, that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> right. It's like, should you laugh? And you're like, oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah, like, oh, shit. Like, oh, shit, indeed. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so I would love to see that variation of Punisher, but again, I don't know if they'll cross-pollinate with MC and Sony. I mean, I feel like they have to. Um, I mean, it's just the, the Punisher, for it to be that, it would have to be rated R. Yeah. Like a hard R. Yeah. Extreme R. Really, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Deadpool's within the MCU repertoire now. Now, now but it is, but do you movies, don't think they'll... No, no I, don't I don't think, think so. Think just because, like, Disney's all about selling... Oh, that's a shame. Then it's all about the merchandise. Yeah, that's a how shame. are you going to merchandise? You know, Deadpool, uh, the mouth, the mark with the mouth to little kids. Right. Yeah, that's that's true. Do you think th- at some point then they might make a Splinter production company? Because you know how Sony has like New Gems, I think it's called. Yeah. Right. They have it's associated with Sony, but it has no Sony like logo or anything like that. Do you think Disney's going to make something for? Not if the they rated want R? to introduce those characters to the greater MCU because mm. like you can explain how Punisher shows up too yeah, no you're <laughs> trying to distance yourself as much as you possibly can from these you know extremely horrific graphic by nature characters right right and then you want to bring them into your universe like how's you know you can't have it both ways yeah yeah that's that's fair I mean I mean Eternals arguably like has of the first like sex scene quote unquote in the greater MCU do you think that's something that's testing the waters kind of bit? See how um, much they can push? Well, like what would constitute a sex scene? That's true. You know, like, like kissing on the hand. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, like we're, we're seeing that uh, 
the Eternals is being banned in some of the Gulf countries because you know the the gay character in it. Yeah, yeah. You know, is it a sex sta- a sex scene to their standards, right? Or to something of a more liberal, you know, view of, of like fade uh, to cinema. black, yeah, <laughs> yeah. or uh, like um or silhouettes, uh, or. Uh, Blue is the warmest color. It's literally, you know, two chicks scissoring each other. Like, is that gonna, is that what Marvel's gonna show us? Because that'll be crossing a lot. That not that be like that'd be a little too much. But not not too much for but, me, but like, <laughs> like, like, yeah. yeah, like I'm all for it. Yeah. So, do you think down the line? I granted at the beginning, about five or ten or six years, Disney was all about that friendly family vibe. But do you think it will kind of twist and turn into more of a mature maybe maybe PG-13 R down the line. Well, they do make yeah, Blade. They How do can make you not PG. make Blade? Well, that's not rated R and that's in production that's, at the line. Yes. That's the thing like these characters, you know, the, the extreme, you know, Marvel Knight characters, Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. You know, All right, Moon Knight's in production too. So how can they, is everything going to butcher him? You can't really have the, the true nature of the character in a rated PG-13 movie because right. it just isn't there. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, if if they don't make it rated R or uh, TVMA for TV shows, stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think they're going to do a proper service to the character. Right. Especially with Moon Knight, you know, that schizophrenic, murderous rampages that he goes on <laughs> are so much part of the, the character. Yeah. That you know, you subtract that part, it's not the character anymore. Right, right. You know, we we were talking about last week how they changed Superman's logo to Truth, Justice, and a Better oh, Tomorrow. Saying, yeah, the Better Tomorrow. Yeah, his his, his sub sub subtitle or something. Is a catchphrase? It's catchphrase. No. His tag. His tag. Yeah, his tag. That's tag. To, it used to be truth, justice in the American way, right? And now they changed it to truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. A better tomorrow right. Which ultimately, which I like. Well, it, but it, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, you know, the, it, when the, the, when the character started. started, the American way was you know this the propaganda, the promise of a better future, of, of all that stuff, mm. which kind of means the same thing. So I guess it's not that best of example, but mm. you know, you take uh, Batman. Mm. You take the element of his parents not being killed. Right. And it's not Batman anymore. That's and fair. That is so much ingrained into that character where mm. it has that has to be part of it. Okay. See, I I, I, I see that. They have yeah. to have some sort of iteration of that all. But I also see like Venom is PG thirteen. Yeah. Right? But it skirts the line of R where it's like how did they do this? Like he's eating people's heads. Right, but they don't explicitly show the graphicness or you know the blood spurting and all that stuff. So, do you think that there has to be a fine line, say, for Blade? Because like, what is violence until it's gratuitous? Like, what is what is an R that is not like a slasher fic where there's blood everywhere and gore? That's more like Squid Game's R. I'm going back to Squid Game, but it's uh, it's R in a way that it doesn't gratuitous. Like, it doesn't make it a big deal of death. Yeah. Right. Well, death is a big deal, but it doesn't. You know, hold the shot. You know, slow on it. You know, take another angle of it. People just <laughs> drop, right? Yeah. You know, so, if can you skirt the line with the PG thirteen where it's uh, there's maybe no blood and just more like bones. You hear bones cracking. You get what's happening in your head, but they don't show it. 
I mean, there definitely can be <laughs> that line. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. With like, and by all accounts, is that if if you get the feeling that Venom, you know, teeters on that line perfectly. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, the character, the Venom character, wouldn't you have liked to have seen him actually chomp on somebody? Mm. You know, uh, Blade, we, we know the characters of, you know, being these horrific, murderous anti heroes. Yeah, yeah. He kills vampires. Yeah. <laughs> so, like. But then, that, was that art? The Blade movies? Yeah. Yeah, or, the Yeah, the <laughs> yeah but because, like. <laughs> what, ones? Right, because I, all I remember is, like, people turning to dust when they, hit, they get hit by light. Yeah. So do you think along those lines, the Blade movie would have like that? Well, it would depend, right? Because right. the way they die, if you hit by light, they essentially yeah, turn, they to, just dust. turn to dust. Oh, okay. But if you slash them up with your silver sword, with the silver sword, right. yeah. So right, so, even Wolverine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean Logan, yeah. But yeah. if you're gonna, they're gonna integrate the X Men at some point. But they have Wolverine who literally has hands for knives. Mm-hmm. So how are they gonna make justice with that? You have to have bloodshed. You do. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the Wolverine and the X-Men movies, you show, you see all of that mm-hmm. to some extent. Right. Um, and the rated PG-13, aside from Logan, oh, are they? I think the Wolverine. Oh, so, dang, now I need to watch that. I, have yeah. the, I haven't watched him. Well, because he slashes, right? But they don't they don't show the not reaction. To, not to the extent that, you know, would warrant a rated, PG, a rated R. Like, mm-hmm. I recently saw Logan. Mm-hmm. And you talk about Bloodfest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially the ending. Yeah. Like, he's, he's berserker rage. <laughs> Just, that's what, that's what Logan is. But, yeah. He, yeah. That movie was, oof. Yeah. It's, um, like, like, the thing that kills me is uh, Professor X. You know, oh, you know suffering and, like, you know, forgetting who he is. Yeah. And stuff but like he that. knows what he's going yeah, through. What he did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's fucked up. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess like you said, there is that line. Mm-hmm. But I ju- I just don't think that you know skirting that line would do proper service to the characters, just because the, yeah. the nature of them being so violent and yeah. so gruesome and so gory. Yeah. Like it's trying to make a God of War movie without showing. Oh no! The... You already turned me off. Yeah. <laughs> you said God of War without. I already blanked out. <laughs> but yeah. But the thing is with Marvel is that they the Marvel not not MCU but Marvel the comic book yeah they Marvel they created the spinoff Marvel Knights because this is the mature rating stuff yeah so it's I, like Vertigo and right. all these other characters right but, yeah. like Dark Horse well not Dark Horse Dark Horse is not characters but right. publishers right. Like, yeah. like Valiant mm-hmm. right yeah so I I could see Disney doing the same thing with their mature properties because again Wolverine you have to have bloodshed unless you know, you just do slash, and it'll feel more comic booky than you know where they've come. And yeah. then you have Blade, you have Morbius. Obviously, has to, he has <laughs> to drink blood, yeah. right? So there has to be maybe Disney or at least Marvel is gonna split off. These are the mature ones where Deadpool and the Knights reside, and Logan reside, and this is the MCU proper. But. Because they, you're yeah. right. They have to, yeah. right? If you want Logan or Wolverine to be slashing people, you have to show what happens, right? You can't be because if it doesn't, it becomes those old ones, those old X Men ones, where it's yeah. just like a slash cut to another thing. Yeah, right. It seems cheap and it seems like they're backpedaling, but you have to have some innovation in it. I mean, yeah, and especially with like Deadpool, right? Where you right. already have two esta- <laughs> two established movies where they showed everything. Yeah. 
You know, they showed him getting pegged for fuck's sake. <laughs> happy happy women's international women's right, day or some and shit. And that's in the canon now. Yeah. That exists. And when Fox, you know, when Fox got devoured by the mouse, mm-hmm. it's within the canon. So that is in the MCU. So they. So, I mean, you could technically still. Because as far as I know, they didn't dissolve the Fox uh, production distribution, no. right? No. So, as far as I know, then maybe you can then just release the movies under the Fox umbrella. Mm, that's true. That's true. But that's then again, true. you come up with the. the, the um, the dilemma of when you introduce them to the greater universe, are you going to keep that? Right. It, because that's what MCU is. It's the interconnectivity. Yeah. Right? The characters have a possibility of showing up in another world. Yeah. But And characters, like, uh, so pivotal to that cross-universe, you know, interaction, mm-hmm. being like Wolverine, Deadpool. Right. Deadpool especially since it, it crosses that fourth dimension. Yeah. So you could perceivably have you know Deadpool being its own movie opens the door and boom he's right where Thanos snaps. That does like pokes his butt. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and yeah, that's that's the that's like not the extent of the medium, but that's the limitations of the medium. At least in the comics, it's within the realm of possibility and it feels natural. Yeah. Right. But for this one, having a character who has his own movie appear in another movie. Just seems a little jarring because now it's is it a mature movie now because Deadpool shows up or it's a, I mean yeah but yeah. like ultimately like we're adults so we could go in and watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, yeah so we're we're talking about shit that does not affect us yeah <laughs> it, 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 it's the direction of where they're gonna go in the next yeah. ten years right they're they're already building upon the Fantastic Four showing up and arguably like the multiverse showing up so you could. Very well also explained. These are the mature Marvel characters and this other Earth where blood is abundant or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of gores in this world for some reason. I would I would wonder if they would do like that pseudo homoerotic uh, relationship with Deadpool and Spider Man. I would love it. I would love it so much because it's so well let's let's wait for Tom Holland to adult a little bit more. Grow up a little, bit more. Up a little bit more. But that that whole like get away from me or that whole like you know, they're slapping each other yeah. and it's like I, I, the one picture that kills me is uh, the reverse kiss. Oh yeah, but yeah. he drops down. He too drops low. down to his crotch. It's like it's uh, you're too low. No, uh, I'm not like no. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> or the fact that Deadpool killed Spider Man at one point. Didn't Deadpool kill all? Deadpool oh, killed he, the president. He, right? Right, right, it was he, a storyline like a few I, years ago where he, they they wanted to send Captain America after the president because uh-huh. I think they turned into zombies or some shit. Right, right. But they were like Captain America killing U.S. presidents. I right. don't think that's going to be awesome, <laughs> like awesome to look at. So they sent Deadpool instead. Uh-huh. So like there is a history of Deadpool killing some of the most yeah. iconic uh, fictional and nonfiction characters. Right, right. Yeah. So, so it's it's something that. It's gonna be interesting the next five or six years. Yeah, once they really start flushing out the the core. The yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like just Moon Knight. I mean, back to Mobius, <laughs> but <laughs> Mobius. Uh, it's just be. It's something that is so outside the realm of the MCU that it it has me invested. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jared Leto finally getting like what he deserves from A proper. Air. Yeah, because I think it's uh, say what you want about the air cut. Oh, the air cut. The, the air suicide squad. Yeah. But, you know, having Jared Leto be in all of the marketing and all of the everything, being 
assume that he's a pivotal moment in the part in the movie and then cutting him out. Yeah. It's I know Air didn't have control and maybe it was some of the studio, but that's just that doesn't do them a service, yeah. yeah. And a lot of the biases the uh, formulated around the Jared Little Joker were because of the way he was handled. In right. The you didn't even see the rest of the, no. the footage must have been cut, but it's good to see him in a role that he it's he's the but seeing him as long-haired Joker in Justice League, mm-hmm. the, the Snyder cut, yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I mean, they're still peddling the whole of Harley Quinn romance. Yeah, yeah. But again, I do like to see Harley Quinn romance. I'm a fan of White Knight. The, yeah, I like Mad the Love. comic one. Yeah, the Mad Love, the comic <laughs> one. Yeah, not the not the real one, but the, yeah, the White Knight line. I love it. But you know, uh, Modok. Modoc. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Cast is Modoc. Do you see him as? Is it going to be his face, do you think? <laughs> it's kind of hard to imagine how they're going to do a live action Modoc. Right, because he's already ridiculous as it is. Yeah, it's essentially like a head with, with <laughs> like a torso with a face on it. <laughs> well, they, they could do before he became that. There was a moment where Modoc was a person. But, but why would you? That's also true. If you want to see Modoc, yeah, yeah, like, like it's not like Modoc is gonna get his own four movie trilogy and all that shit. You know? Why not? <laughs> I don't think he's I a big enough player. <laughs> I want to follow his family. He's married, you know. <laughs> but hey, look, I like Jim Carrey. Yeah, and seeing um, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh yes, it was like. Maybe, you know, he he was ahead of his time being a villain in the Batman movie with Val Kilmer as the Riddler. Thank you. Finally, someone gets it. Yeah, he's he has a way yeah. of portraying his villains where it's like, is it a joke? But he'll kill you. So it's kind <laughs> yeah. of, yeah. So, see, having him, like, I know, again, very little about MODOK. I just know he's like the floating head with the... Yeah, he's in charge of AIM. Yeah. Monica, yeah. I think, is in that. So, just but just seeing Jim Carrey... Being portrayed as the villain, yes, yeah. coming off of uh, his villain character in a uh, in a uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah, I just literally just said it like five <laughs> times I couldn't come up with it again. But I'm like I'm I'm open minded about it, yeah, you know. And then see reading the article you put on the schedule, it says that he might show up in like different movies and properties and stuff like that, which is even more interesting. Yeah, like, yeah. They say love uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, right? Right. And then maybe. Uh, the She-Hulk and uh, like a different like all these uh, others like huh the She-Hulk kind of the, the She-Hulk is like really they're gonna do this she, yeah I, why not you we haven't a seen sitcom? a Hulk any oh a a sitcom? sitcom exactly <laughs> isn't that something that's like oh my gosh it's like a procedural oh gosh she's turning green but it's like um, Night Court you ever see that show exactly <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're selling it more man you already struck oil stop digging it again it's something that it's not as Marvel formulaic yeah right? it's something so out of there so seeing a procedural that is She-Hulk that Matt Murdock might show up I've read and uh, was it his cousin um, Bruce, Bruce is going to show up for sure his cousin the nobody right his cousin the <laughs> <cousin to> nobody <laughs> but Bruce is is already confirmed yeah, to show up yeah. for sure so it roots it in that already but it's something. I would want to see more of the dynamic between those two uh, the Bruce, cousins yeah the cousins yeah. like like they, they they were talking about how he's gonna give um the blood transfusion right, she needs right, and she gets because of accident. that that's what happens she yeah. gains the she hulk powers yeah 
the Hulk powers and just become yeah. She-Hulk and stuff yeah. like that. But like seeing the the dynamic of him having to mentor her to be, you know, like how can you control this or how like it's all that stuff. Right. Which is that's going to be the more interesting part rather than a procedural, like a courtroom. Oh procedural. come on! <laughs> how about this then? Rather than She-Hulk, how about? Amadeus Cho. He Ooh, takes the mentor yes, role. Because yes, <laughs> yes. Amadeus Cho loves being the Hulk. Obviously, yeah. uh, Banner growing up, you know, in the time he was, it was something that to be different yeah, as a curse because, you know, he stuck out and, he, and it's something that he needed to like uh, live with. Yeah. Right. So Amadeus Cho is having a hell of a time, but he doesn't realize that the ramifications from Banner. So what if Banner takes a Tony Stark esque role? And Amadeus Joe. Uh huh. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. The Jolly Green Giants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, She Hulk is a uh, pretty interesting character in her own right. Yeah. So seeing her, just seeing her have her own property, her uh, cinematic you know, TV TV version or whatever <laughs> of of that character is just going to be interesting yeah. in its own in its own regards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just think that. I like what Marvel is doing. Like it is, it is pretty formulaic. I, I'll give you that, but mm-hmm. I like that it's doing that just because it knows what it is. Yeah. Like you look at a WandaVision where it's trying to find, figure out what it is, and ultimately, at least for my sake, it didn't really achieve much. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's her struggling through the the aftermath. Vision's death. It's Vision's death. Right, yeah, right. exactly. And she essentially forces this town into her own yeah, psychotic yep. state. Yeah. That's not very hero. Which was interesting. Yeah. But the whole sitcom-y, the sitcom aspect mm. of it kind of felt like that ran a little too much. Mm. Um, mm. So I'm, I'm interested in the, the whole dynamic of She-Hulk and Bruce Banner. Mm. Just the whole the whole TV court procedure. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a, I, again, you're, you're cold. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. It, yeah. it is going to be weird. It's something that is it going to be like constant. Throughout yeah. every, it's gonna be short, obviously. Today is a people's court, you know. Uh, Jennifer Walters defense, you know, something like that. Yeah. It sounds already hilarious to me. And if Matt Murdock shows up, I'm gonna lose my pooper. Lose it. Yeah, because they're. What if it's like something Jennifer defends bad guys, right? And then. Well, isn't Matt, it? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, if he she because Matt Murdock is pro bono. Mm. That period like he, he'll defend people who need to be defended yeah. so what if it met, he, she goes against Matt Murdock but she's trying to be a lot like say a corporate bad guy from AIM or something like that that's or, pretty cool or Roxxon because we I haven't heard Roxxon in a while yeah. and then um, um, Matt Murdock you know because he's so much smarter than her just you know um lawyers circles around her yeah and yeah. then she's like she's starting she, to yeah yeah like, and then she realizes hey the people you're defending aren't really that good yeah and so she gets angry and then, <laughs> right? and then she still has her personality so she can still you know talk while she's hooked out Which, i, I want to see more of how um bruce banner in the mcu became professor hulk yeah you know, like, cause there was that one one-off storyline, which is what they based it off of. Yeah. But yeah. shows more of that inner struggle. Yeah. Like, they changed the those two, well, Infinity War, they changed it so much. Like, we saw in the, the first trailers, he was Hulk. Yeah. Not in the Hulkbuster suit. Yeah. He was full-on Hulk. Yeah. And I kind of feel like he didn't get the, the, the honest shot against Thanos as he deserves. Like, we know Thanos is fucked up 
almost every character in the MCU without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. But the one he struggles against the most is the Hulk. Is Hulk? Yeah. yeah. He uh, he actively was it. He actively avoids, avoids the Hulk, right? Because yeah. the first fight took so much out of him. Yeah. That he it's gonna be a big like it's he can beat him. Yeah, right. but it it he has to focus more with <laughs> yeah. the Hulk because that's like now nah, I don't want to put my mind into that. Yeah, that would it sucks. There was a deleted scene. I'm not sure if you saw it in um in, in Infinity War, where the Hulk he's in a Hulkbuster suit uh-huh. and then he's fighting uh, I think Ebony not Ebony Ma the big yeah the you big know, one the big yeah. one <laughs> the, the big uh, and uh, he's arguing with Hulk. And then so at, there's a dialogue where he's like, you want to be together? We'll be together then. We're thinking. And then he's like, yeah. The Hulk comes out. He's like, yeah. And like, are we thinking the same thing? And then they, they coincide. Yeah. And then he busts out of the Hulkbuster Hulk. suit and fights him one-on-one. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. but that's, that's when it happens. When they, they, their minds melt and they become Professor Hulk. It kind of made it seem like in the the end game where it took more it just time happened. than that. Yeah, it took like more he, time than that. Like after he was having issues getting the Hulk out, um, he kind of had a time to like reflect and actually yeah. converse and talk with the Hulk. And, yeah, you know, bring both the greatest minds, the the brown and the mind and together. The smarts, and right? And that's stuff, the biggest yeah. threat. You have yeah. the smarts of Bruce, and you have the strength of Hulk. Like he goes insane. That's Maestro. Mm-hmm. Right, that's the bald-looking dude, and he can like he knows every weakness, and that's that's terrifying. Uh, but I would also like to see him lose control, though. Yeah, I would love to see him be Maestro. Yeah, like Maestro. Sorry, it's Maestro. Yeah, Maestro. Maestro yeah, he's a he's gone insane because everyone he's loved is like he's gone. Dead, yeah. yeah, so but he can, he he'll outsmart you. Yeah, but at that point when he does turn Maestro, it's like he can't go back to. Um, What's his name? Bruce, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce Banner. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Puny Banner. Yeah, yeah he can't yeah. go back because no. Banner, the, the living fresh of Banner, Banner is gone. Yeah, yeah, he's gone now. It's just the insanity and the Hulk's taken over. There's one that's a depressing long shot. I think that's what you're showing, where everyone's dead on Earth. And yeah. it's just Banner. Walking he, the right. desolate. Yeah, yeah, and he tries to get spoilers. He, he dies of yeah. natural causes. Banner does. And then the Hulk takes over. Takes over, and yeah. And it's, it, it's just the Hulk. Yeah, is there anything in the Hulk uh, universe, or I mean, universes now has become so mainstream to, to mention, but like in the Hulk verse, um, that can kill the Hulk? Because like, as far as I know, like the more angrier he gets, the more the stronger he gets. He gets right. Yeah. I think in the recent one, the recent line it was the absorbing man. Really. Right, because I believe he absorbs the energy. Of the Hulk, so he absorbed him to the point where he couldn't sustain his form, and he mm. just kind of crumpled. Okay. Yeah, I, I believe it's the absorbing man. But there isn't like a kryptonite yeah. oh, no. type of thing. No, right? it's okay. it's something that either you fight him till he tires out. You can't get ang- no. There's there's a tire bar and there's an anger bar. And if you the can melody, right, you know, right, then go to sleep, go to sleep, right. <laughs> if you knock him out before he gets more angry, then yeah. yeah. That's the possibility. It's been a long day. Right. Hey, what is it called? What is it? Uh, and the sun's looking down. The sun's coming down. <laughs> big coming, they say it in Deadpool for a for a, uh, for a juggernaut. <laughs> <laughs> it just the, the sounds. The, the sun's looking real low. <laughs> I like that in uh, Ragnarok. He tries to do it. <laughs> oh, he tries to do it. <laughs> and then he's like, <laughs> yeah. 
what a friend though if, yeah. like you see your friend or she's done it and you obviously you watch them like train so you try to copy it it's yeah like, but the, i mean you, you forget the the main the main fact it's that it's she it's her right her. exactly i just love the dynamic because they're so you know they're roommates mm-hmm. so what they're trying to do is you know and he's just like huh this is weird <laughs> and he just kind of forget it tries to copy it yeah but uh, um, yeah, no. Hulk, Hulk's usually like in the one shot. Yeah. He, there has I don't in the top of my head I don't think there's a moment where he's defeated. It's usually he gets tired. Tired. The banner component gets tired out. Yeah. Or he gets outsmarted. Right? Yeah. I think there's one where where Wolverine killed him, but he like I think he was very old. Uh, Hulk was, and he like drove through his heart. Mm. Yeah, but. That's uh, yeah. They also mentioned in the article that he's gonna do his finally do his famous like clap hand. Oh, his thunder clap. Yeah, yes. That would yeah. be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to see them do the speedball special. The fastball well, special. The fastball special. the fastball special with Wolverine. Uh, Just chuck him yeah. at someone. I love to see that or Spider Man. Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that see the, that's the stuff I love. Yeah. Like seeing the the two char- the two characters work together from the animated series, yeah, the fastball special, the yeah, screen, yeah, whichever one it is. It's oh my god, that's the genius part of, of yeah. the, the the type of characters and like Joss Whedon. Um, you know, unfortunately, there's been a lot of coming out of him of how he is directing, like especially coming off of the the Justice League, mm-hmm. but he. You knew he loved car- uh, superheroes yeah. from the Avengers movie. Like yeah. he knew he loved them so much, and he set up that the the, the universe. And I kind of feel like he did get a, the raw end of the deal mm-hmm. at the end of uh, Avengers two, mm-hmm. because again, another movie where it was the creative decisions weren't really left up to him. Right, you know, right. There's yeah. there was Marvel and the inkling where they needed more control equals yeah. more right. Yeah, I could see that. After that's when he he ended uh, his his stay at the Marvel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the the fastball special is something that would instantly make every nerd on the planet just I, even even if they don't watch it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> even in uh, as he, at Avengers, where Iron Man shoots the vibranium shield mm-hmm. and then Cap guides the laser across yeah. all of the yeah, that's something straight. For me, straight out of uh, what is it? The, the video games, yeah. Or you can combo off. You see, you have Iron Man shoot the is a repulsor. Yeah, uh, Alliance, Marvel Alliance. Yeah, yeah. There's a combo where he has the shield and then he like lasers it, and it's so quick. But you know, you're like, oh, you know, you're supposed <laughs> to scream at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. But that's again, one if hopefully they bring the X Men to the. You know, hopefully they bring a proper version of the X Men. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. I, I like some of the X-Men movies, mm-hmm. uh, especially the early one, the first one, I think, really, and mm-hmm. then uh, the first class. The first class, yeah. Because, like, to me, at least, X-Men was way much more than one character. You know, it was okay. an ensemble. Yeah. And I like uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, mm-hmm. but every movie, every X-Men movie ended up just being another Wolverine movie. Yeah. And, yeah. like... Like, yeah, don't get me wrong, he's super pivotal to the whole X-Men you know, mythos and all that stuff, but right. they're much more than him. Yeah. And I feel like the the X-Men movies, they, they hinged the, the success on on the Mar- on the Wolverine character. Yeah. And I kind of feel like it was too much. Yeah, like, yeah. Like the Days of Future Past movie. 
Like, that storyline is so much more than just Wolverine going back. I don't even think it's Wolverine. Yeah, it's Kitty Pryde. Right? It's Kitty Pryde, yeah, right? it's Kitty Pryde goes back, and then, yeah, yeah it's, it goes to her. Yeah. Then, yeah, it's not Wolverine. But they just made it to another Wolverine movie. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> I, I'm, I know of the X-Men. Like, I watch anime stuff, and it yeah. wasn't... Wolverine wasn't really part of the main roster. I think it was Jane, Scott... Uh, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, uh, Storm. Beast. Beast, yeah. And Professor X. And Professor and X. And Magneto. And, right, and yeah. all that, all the Brotherhood, evil, yeah, they come in after. But the foundation of it was so diverse in a way that, like, oh, here's Storm, right? and then yeah. there's freaking, here's Wolverine, who's Canadian. Yeah. Right, and here's well. Scott. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it's a, and it's something that they should lay that foundation first before tackling the bigger, greater stories. It would have been cool if, First class was the first movie. That would have been awesome. Right, you have the foundation of the X Men. Not very, they're kind of rocky. Yeah. Right, some of them went to the evil brotherhood with Magneto, obviously. Mm. But then you have the build up towards Apocalypse. Yeah. Right. See, like the, it had interesting elements. Like you, you established the the, the older characters mm-hmm. with Patrick Stewart and uh, Surrey McKellen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you with the first class you establish a new generation. Yeah, you know, Michael Fassbender and uh, the one dude, <laughs> <laughs> and then you um, with Days of Future Past you bring both of them together. Right, right. Which is awesome. Yeah, even, that that aspect of it was awesome. Even that. Storyline Days of Future Past is a big pivotal moment. It's like Avengers esque. Yeah. Right. It's Days of Future Past, Apocalypse. I think those are the main big two ones. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I have like, like Chris Claremont's line just went like crazy. With yeah. It. it was very subjective. Not subjective. It was very revolutionary during its time. Yeah. But I, w- I would love to see Rogue that's Southern. <laughs> you know, a Southern yeah. Rogue. You know, or a, uh, a well, they did that for. What's the one with the cards? Oh, uh, Gambit? Gambit, yeah. They yeah. did a southern Gambit, but they yeah. barely even... Used them. Yeah, used yeah. them. Yeah. Like, I would like to see, like, a, a bishop. A good bishop. Yeah. Oh, you didn't like bishop? Well, it's because he didn't really... Deadpool? That was, in, that was bishop, right? It was a bishop? Yeah, no, that was bishop. Was bishop. Yeah, uh-huh. Time traveling? Oh, no, it's Cable. Cable. No, oh. bi- wait. Cable, bishop. who's bishop again? <laughs> No, Bishop is the, but isn't he in the future as well? Yeah, he's one of like he's, one of those time traveling. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's what got me confused. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But he was in Days Cable. of Future Past, and we right. only really saw him. Oh, okay. Like Bishop. Oh yes. Oh, that's not even. Doesn't look like Bishop. Because <laughs> um, he, he he looked more like Cable, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. This one from the comics. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Never this mind. One right here. So it's, yeah. it's more of a comics, and it's right. like these characters who have who play you know in one way or another much more pivotal roles in the X Men uh, mythos. Mm-hmm. But then when you introduce them in the movies, they're like a bodyguard. They're or, like a throwaway. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. Which like, I guess I guess it makes sense for what the story you're trying to tell. Uh-huh. But the story you're trying to tell isn't X Men. It's right. it you distill everything down to like this most basic point. Right. And the X Men, you can't really do that. No, like even uh, I think the recent one, the recent one, the Dark Phoenix saga. Uh-huh. That's something that is in three movies. Yeah. The Dark Phoenix happening is the most one of the most, so not subversive. The one of the most craziest storylines. Yeah. But it's also the one of the narratively like not critical, but it uh, it's it's repercussions mm-hmm. in the X Men. Yeah. Right, you have they have to kill Gene, their friend that they've known for like 
10 years. Yeah. And you have to fight her. And you don't know whether or not she's safe. And then there's Scott who loves her. You know, there's there's lines and there's something that that's the moment. It's the Civil War moment. Yeah. Right? But they just, hey, we're just going to have a movie. Yeah. Right. Um, I watched uh, the, the New Mutants. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, is that the movie or is that? Yeah, the, mo- the, the one movie. with magic and like they're in the oh the one chick with the sword. Yeah, that, that's yeah. magic. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't it, it. Wasn't really that great. I'm yeah. wrong, but it was an interesting uh, way to explore. You know, like we mm-hmm. have these these mutant characters who are because of whatever reason are are coming to light. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a way to you know show them. Uh, Protect them in a sense, you mm-hmm. know, like keep them away from the general, general population right, and right. to train them to hone their abilities and all yeah. that stuff to become uh, safer, the, the populace. But yeah. it turns out that they're, you know, obviously extracting their DNA and experimenting on them, all that shit. Oh, wow. Which is pretty, it was an interesting avenue to take that, mm-hmm. you know, like it, the, we saw in Logan where they're basically creating their own mutants right, off right. of uh, genetic um, material that they've collected either from dead or living uh, mutants. Right, right. And in the new mutants, it was something similar, where it had the the new batch of mutants that were that were essentially teenagers mm. living in this asylum that were being that they were being experimented on. Right, they're taking. Okay, see, yeah. it's it's like Legion as well. Yeah, like Legion takes the one with where it's they're they're in prison because of some reason. Well, it's just the one dude. Like Legion is a is Doctor Xavier's son. Yeah. Right. So well, he's in he's in this uh, psych ward because he's hearing voices and all that stuff. But that's actually his ma- his power manifesting. So if they t- you think they should take X Men in that perspective, like the New Mutants, but a little bit more clear cut, where it's someone taking advantage of them, because the mutants, at least the X Men, were these diverse characters, and that's why Xavier had this house. Yeah. Right. So they can belong, but they can also not be taken advantage yeah. of. Yeah. I mean, that's really the, the, what distilled down uh, a major part of the X-Men is the house. Mm-hmm. Is the uh, Xavier School for Gifted, gifted Youngsters. Gifted young, Youngsters? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's, it's right, exactly. <laughs> for Gifted Youngsters. For gifted yeah, I, I think Jean renamed it to something more contemporary when <laughs> she took over. But yeah, it's... So, like... That has to be a major part of the movie. And yeah. really, it was only really part in the the Brian Singer uh, movies it was really only part in like one or one and a half movies you know right so that I think that has to be a big a major part of it you know you make a TV show make it fo- call it um, you don't have to call it X-Men just call it uh, Xavier School of, for the Youngsters or whatever <laughs> <laughs> And uh, focus on that, you know. Focus on Xavier using the Cerebro to channel and find the new the new X Men, the, the the new mutants and stuff like that. And yeah. then inadvertently, because you have the uh, house full of super gifted and talented teenagers, teenagers, <laughs> superheroes, essentially, you yeah. know, you're when you when the the outside world does come knocking, you have to be ready, right? And you use what you have at your disposal, right? Yeah, it's. I would love to see a Harry Potter esque with X Men. Yeah. Not houses per se, but you know, that school, right? The train, <laughs> the, the danger room, seeing all these, you know, the courtyard. Even in Civil War in the comic book, they, they were, they, did, they couldn't take sides because the government had these, uh, uh, the Sentinels uh-huh. show up. And I would love to see a comic book accurate Sentinel for once. 
they kind of did have a comic book accurate. Did they sentiment. though? In uh, in days of future days of past. future past, but it's isn't it like with Mystique's DNA? That's the future one. Yeah, that's the future one. Yeah. But they had the one with the but like was the, it like the super like cartoony right? But was it yeah. like a skyscraper? No, it wasn't. Yeah, I want that. That's that's <laughs> mostly why they were so intimidated. Not only can they defeat the X Men by analyzing their personality and their powers, but there are these towering monoliths that took three or four of them to fight. Yeah. So that that's the intimidation factor is there, and I would love to see as horrible as it is because it's basically them keeping them under tow. Yeah. But a sentinel show up, a real like maybe three or five of them show so, up. Like, I don't know if you can tell. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the real the OG Sentinels. That's they have their look to them. Because yeah. they're rooted within when they were made. Of course, they'll look like something they were made, not something that's futuristic, despite it being like the '90s. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and I mean it, again, but with the Sentinel storyline, how is that something you're going to tackle without, you know, either devoting an entire movie just to that, or you know, distilling it down to you know a 45 minutes. It's twenty minutes a part of a movie. Yeah. yeah. So it's something where you have to, you know, choose and and pick what am what are the elements of the sentinels that I could feasibly use. Yeah. And create to to bring forth in the new X Men reboot without it having to be just a whole movie right. or TV show dedicated yeah. to the construction of the sentinels. Yeah, it's something that has to be a slow burn. Yeah, like, um, the MCU is pro at that. They waited ten years to take yeah. to do the Infinity Saga, right? The Infinity Gauntlet, for God's sake. So yeah. they could they could do that in extension with X Men, like bleed in the elements within the movies. But yeah, it's it's something that needs not be something that just comes out of nowhere. It needs to be something that is consequential. Slow. Right, build up right. but do we live in a world where that's not going to be acceptable anymore? No, yeah. Like the MCU, they laid they laid the foundation without us really knowing what was going on. Like yeah. obviously, there's the 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 the, the few fan base of that we are like us that mm-hmm. actually know continuity and comics mm-hmm. and figured out what they were going for mm-hmm. like way before the before actual they, they just released yeah. a trailer and then we yeah. really know what. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So like we we the, the the general audience now knows like okay this is what they're leading up to so just give it to us now yeah yeah i i, I don't like that <laughs> like i don't i don't like just let them do what they want creatively right they don't they're not going to be cut and paste like the watchmen mm-hmm. no offense to the watchmen maybe some offense to the watchmen <laughs> but like cut and paste to the comics right yeah yeah but you're right it's something that with the x-men i, I don't even see them making a trilogy out of it i see x-men want a movie being established that they exist yeah and maybe them showing up to one to some extent but i don't see it happening in its own you know trilogy i feel like it would yeah it would be a little too complicated and convoluted to actually you know make a trilogy of excellent movies and give each character its proper due yeah if anything they could do the establishment of the X-Men. Like yeah, you said. I like, like what you're saying. Big Establish the, the school of gifted youngsters. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a dumb name. Um, and then just have them, you know, pop through or... Yeah, know, touch, training. Yeah. Right, Spider-Man goes through somewhere and then, like, there's these X-Men, they're training. Wasn't there a storyline where Spider-Man became part of the X-Men? Yeah. 
Just do something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, that's Sony and Marvel. That's true, yeah, that's yeah, true. See, they, they, they have the... The pieces are there. Spider-Man has been a pivotal point and not only the Fantastic Four, because if you know, Johnny Blaze is like his best friend. Yeah. Right? They 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 bonded with him and all this stuff. Johnny Blaze helped Peter after the death of Ben or the death anniversary of Ben. It was mm-hmm. always a part where he was like down, but you know, Ben he was there for him. Mm-hmm. So but again, there's a wall. You can't have Peter Parker interact with the most of the people that he interacts <laughs> with everywhere, right? Exactly, yeah. Yes, and it's it's going to be interesting in the future where maybe they'll have a new deal where we have X-Men cross-pollinate with Marvel's, with the Sony's stuff. But we, it's, we can be hopeful, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this before, and it does. It, there's no way in hell that Sony's ever going to give up the, the properties that they no. have back to Marvel because they know, they now know that the foundation is there. Yeah. For, you know... We taught them. Billion, yeah. Billions, <laughs> the Marvel. Billions and billions of dollars worth of uh, superhero music, movie, like, potential. Yeah. There. So they're not going to give that up. Yeah. They, they, they're they building... Uh, it's rumored, but we can see it. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, the next No Way Home is going to be the Sinister Five. Uh-huh. Or Sinister Six. I, I hope Sinister it's... Sinister Five doesn't ring. No. It does not have a good ring to not that. Not at all. Sinister Six. Someone yeah. has to show up. Yeah. But yes, it's Sinister Six, and that's already a huge... Vulture? Vulture. Yeah, he's part of that. Why not bring him back? Well, you Vul- Well, no. He's in prison. So why not? Uh, Vulture. Well, you have... Vil- yeah, it's Vulture, Scorpion, uh, Doc Ock, Green Goblin, and then uh, there's uh, there's one more I'm missing. Electro, and then Sam. Wait, you're right. Isn't that six already? So, cause, all right, so Doc Ock. Doc Ock. I've always known the Sinister Six as the Hobgoblin, not the Green Goblin. Right, right. But they're basically but they're the same basically characters. Right. Yeah. So they're Green Goblin is there. Uh, um, Sandman. Sandman. Well, in this iteration. Yeah, Sandman, Doc Ock. Doc Ock uh, Electro. Electro, and then Vulture, Vulture, and then Lizard. Lizard, yeah. Right. Well, That's seven. But Vulture probably won't because, you know. But why not? The, it's the movie. You haven't watched Homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> but we saw him in Mobius. You, Homecoming. You haven't watched But we saw uh, Michael Keaton yeah, in Mobius. They're, yeah, they're showing up true. Yeah. But... <laughs> we need to watch Homecoming. You, I'll uh, watch it. You, you need to watch I'll it. There's watch a reason why he's not in there. Is he crippled? No. You'll know. Is he crippled? <laughs> no. <he's not. laughs> but yeah, the censors, and again, that's already a huge moment. And then you have Craven on the horizon, which is also another moment. So it's kind of BS that Tom Holland is saying that it's over with. Maybe it's over with Marvel, as in like them showing them cross pollinating. Yeah, I, I, I got, that's the sense that I got. That yeah. it was the Marvel collab with Sony. They were going to like put that on pause for the foreseeable future and then just focus on Sony uh, creating its own yeah. Spideyverse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because Craven, uh, God, I'm going to like geek out. Yeah. But Craven is, is also an, a pivotal moment in Spider Man's life. Mm-hmm. Right, the Sinister Six is, is one big one. Yeah. Then, but you have Craven, the one that like effectively beat him. Yeah. Right. You have Doc Ock was also another pivotal moment because <laughs> he was super cocky and then he gets beat on by Doc Ock, but then you have Sinister Six and then you have and then Black Cat on the horizon with Mary Jane. Oh my god, there's just so much to do. Yeah, there's so much Black Cat hasn't even been referenced yet. That's, and then if you want to talk about Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones went to the same high school, technically. Yeah. So let's just hope that um, 
whatever Sony has planned, you know, they, they're obviously, it looks like they're focusing more on the anti-hero yeah. aspect, you know, rather than exploring more of the uh, Spider-Man universe. Like, mm-hmm. there's more characters. Obviously, there are different iterations of Spider-Man. Yes. But there's more characters you could, you could good guys, you could, uh, they could borrow and make and, you know, bring to, to, the, to the big screen. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like because Spider-Man does have possibly one of the most interesting uh, rose gallery of villains in the MCU, yeah, they're trying to explore those avenues. Yeah, uh, whether or not it'll work. That's uh, the whole thing. Yeah. Like, you remember when uh, <laughs> Universal was trying to do the whole Universal Mar- Universal Monsters uh, right. universe? Yeah, and then the Mummy came out, and yeah, like, and you know, they pooped no, on like <laughs> nobody saw that. Let's forget about it. You know, dark universe, dark schmatterverse. <laughs> yeah, that's it's it's something because Sony's effectively by themselves now. Association yeah. with Marvel, sure, but they're, they're given the reins. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. They're they're on their own. They're not gonna have that fat uh, Disney money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right over the structure. Yeah, at least Disney has the infrastructure and like why this is this, and that's way better than just being tossed in the deep pool. Like yeah, because there's one there's one film that was weird. It was I think it was Sable and Black Cat, and it's like Silver Sable. Yeah, and I know one like who's Silver Sable? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's just it's just weird within itself. Um, let's oh. talk about this mm-hmm. the, the 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 distraction of the uh, well not the distraction but like let's talk about something that isn't superhero related. Right. <laughs> um, Oppenheimer the movie. Fuck Nolan. That's basically superhero related. I mean, you have RDJ who's been cast. And Matt Damon. And Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon, Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> and I wonder if anybody's going to know that reference. I do. I do. Matt Damon. Uh, so Nolan. Yes. He, he has a reputation of uh, making funky stories, funky story structure movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aside from like the Batman movies. You know, that's because that's, a, when the, that's mm-hmm. a thing of its own. Right. It's, but you look at his movies, he loves to fuck with uh, time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's one of his, his things. Memento. Uh, uh, Memento. Right. Yeah, I was going to say Magneto. <laughs> Memento, uh, uh, Interstellar. Interstellar. Uh, the last one he made, Tenet. Tenet. There's another one in between. 1917. Now. Not 1917. Uh, Dunkirk. Dunkirk, right. And then there's um, a Inception. Inception, yeah. So all the movies. I've watched all of these. That's so weird. Memento, I've seen Inception. I've seen, You've seen Inception? Yeah. I haven't seen Interstellar. Interstellar, yeah, me too. Yeah. Never mind, cancel that. And then I've seen Dunkirk and Tenet. Yeah. But he loves to fuck with story. Right. The story structure. Mm-hmm. Which, hey, if it works, it works. Yeah. Really, really well. And he does make it work. Most of the time. Yeah, yeah. most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but the Oppenheimer story, the, the, the story of them creating the, the, the first atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Manhattan Project. Right. Uh, I don't know how you would want to fuck with time, though. Yeah. Because it's pretty much a straightforward. You know, we the 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 uh, um, Albert Einstein penned a letter to to uh, uh, the president, president right. um, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Yeah. Saying that, hey, look, the Germans are fucking around with this. We should probably do that as well. And then that started the, the Manhattan Project with Oppenheimer right. being the head of the whole thing. Uh, I wonder if it's just going to be on the Manhattan Project itself. Because like after the fact, after the war was won and everything, and then the threat of the Soviet uh, Cold War era 
came to light, you know, there was a lot of uh, people here that were wanting to use the the the, the threat of atomic war mm-hmm. to like basically control and subjugate the rest of the planet. Right. And right. Oppenheimer was one of the, the the scientists that was like, we we fucked up on making this. Movie. Right. He was a proponent when he saw. Yeah, he was against. He was against yeah. them. Yeah. Um, I feel. Personally, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I th- it's gonna start with the atomic bomb yeah. exploding. Yeah, because yeah, I I feel Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Right, somewhere along those li- along the wrong, <laughs> <laughs> along those lines, it's it's gonna Oppenheimer's obviously the hero of it all, right? The hero, uh, the arguably, the, right? You know, the one who's fighting for nuclear the change, right? The protagonist, exactly. Yeah. So, the, I feel though it's it's gonna f- be documentary. Is like a documentary following his life, like a docudrama. Yeah, docudrama exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's difficult because I'm trying to think like, is it going to be where the Russians take the information and then now it's kind of a race on who makes the hydrogen bomb, and then there's a lot of slow mo with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like the, espionage. Roughly, there's definitely like this romanticism of that era, yeah, of like the espionage, the atomic uh, race, and all that shit. Like, obviously, underlined um, beneath the the real threat of nuclear annihilation, right? Um, but you know, having the construction of the the Manhattan Project and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's an interesting enough movie to make on its own. Yeah, no, like. Don't get me wrong, and at that period of time, it's super fascinating and super pivotal mm. because of like the threat of uh, war and all that, right? Like nuclear all devastation, yeah, and all, all that shit that, <laughs> that nuclear winter <laughs> that that came of it because of it. But yeah. you know the Manhattan Project. It's well, don't get me wrong. I've I've done research within the Manhattan Project itself, and it's super interesting. Yeah. But having that translate to a theatrical mm-hmm. film. I'm not sure if it's if it lends itself to that. Yeah, I, I don't think it's gonna focus on that. I, I feel like the first, I, if anything, the first frame we're gonna see is the test and where he drops the line. The the baga right. baga kavira, the baga. Right, I have yeah. I have become death. Death destroyer war. Right, and it's gonna start off, and then it's gonna start his journey as a against it. Right, and then some may, and maybe some people who want to assassinate him because he is such a <laughs> proponent. I mean, you have the head scientist of the nuclear, of basically the nuclear foundation, right? Yeah. And then he's the one who doesn't want it. Then there's gonna be people like you say, shut up. Yeah. You know, like be quiet and stuff like that. But which I don't know. I that's all I know of Oppenheimer is that he had a he's one of the main pivotal scientists. Yeah. But other than that espionage I feel like is just it's gonna be his, his yeah shtick. the espionage angle that's really yeah. the only angle I could sat, uh, potentially see mainly because like we we have this um, vision of you know the atomic bomb being uh, created under a mm-hmm. cloak of secrecy mm-hmm. and but now we know that the Soviets had their spies on like day one so they, they knew exactly what that's was crazy going on. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't know if it's correct me if I'm wrong but we don't know how they that's got the, thing, the plans yeah. that's the right? thing just yeah. one next day it turns out oh they have nuclear plans yeah. so maybe there's there's gonna intertwine that within the narrative mm-hmm. in some time traveling <laughs> time way I mean 
like to yeah. mess with it. Yeah. See, like I'm trying to figure out how Nolan would make it in his style, like right. the, the time fucking style. So right. like, there was a lot of um, even uh, Oppenheimer even got vilified mm. in the '50s because mm. he was so so much against using the nuclear the, the nuclear oh, option I see. Yeah. that the uh, you know the bleeding heart patriots. He's a commie. Yeah, yeah, accused them of, and that was the whole era of the McCarthyism and all that stuff. The Red Scare. Yeah, the Red Scare, and accused them of, you know, being a communist sympathizer, and he kind of got vilified from the the. Will we see a McCarthy cameo? That's what I'm. Not, that's what <laughs> like, <laughs> would, wouldn't it want to be like have it start off, you know, old Oppenheimer, yeah, and just have it through a series of either flashbacks or you know cutbacks and all that stuff. There you go. Have him go through what what he actually went through and, and all that shit. Right, like. It, Right, it's a Irishman esque. I don't know if you've seen, no, it. seen it, but Irishman. it starts at the end. Yeah, and then he's regaling his tales. So that's easily they you could do with the time. It's yeah. the it's shifted within a narrative where it's like you don't know what is it's uh, out of order. Yeah, right. It's out of order. I, there's another word for it, but I'll say, uh, it's not linear. Right, it's not linear. Yeah. Non-linear, non-linear storytelling. Yeah. Right. right. Um. But look, I'm I'm super optimistic about the movie. Uh, it's one of the most fascinating subjects I, I could possibly think of right. that era. Right. Uh, Nolan, really good director. Um, RDJ, who's gonna be great. RDJ, <laughs> Matt, Matt Damon, Damon gonna be and, great. And uh, Killian Murphy as oh. as Oppenheimer. Yeah. Which kind of looks like him. Yeah. 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 I'm down. So. I mean, who's RDJ gonna beat though? He could be well, fuck you. He could be the bomb. He's <laughs> <laughs> bright like a diamond. But what if he? What if he's like a Russian spy? Could be. I'll be freaking could sick. Be. Yeah. He traded in his uh, golden red for just red. <laughs> yeah. Um, so super interesting. Uh, can't wait for. Well, I can wait for a movie to come out. <laughs> it's a, it's a nice. Change of pace compared to the previous movies Nolan has been doing. Yeah. Um, Tenet, uh, Interstellar, they're very out there narratively. This seems a little bit more rooted. Other than uh, Dunkirk, right? Dunkirk, and then this is a little more... I like the I like it when he does historical events. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the the Dunker. I like the way he did, he told the story. You know, there's three stories being told in three different time yeah. uh, signatures. Yeah. So yeah, like one took place within like an hour. The yeah, other one took a place a minute, a minute, and the other one was a like day a day or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then like you know, two of those yeah. are kind of yeah. Like, two. <laughs> so. That was super interesting and, and a fascinating way on, on telling the story. Yeah. Uh, the the Oppenheimer. The only way I could fe- feasibly think of that he might want to come up with a, a way to fuck with time. Mm-hmm. The way he does is the the whole he's opening scene. He's in the tri- tribunal, testifying on why we should or shouldn't want use the, the atomic weapon as a as a our go to option. Right. Right. And then just tell the story as it, as it was from there. Right. So how about this? I, yeah. I pitch a new Nolan time fuckery. What if uh, it starts off with him in the bunker and the bomb is about to fall and then the narrative starts there? Where, about to fall. It right. all culminates to the... To it falling. So yeah. at the beginning, it's about to fall and then there's a time span between those times and he he kind of like... He got 10. In his head. Nine, right, right, eight, right. Eight, right. Eight, he looks... Looks forlorn off into the distance, right. and all of a sudden, the, the picture is like, 
<laughs> and it cut to him as a little boy twirling with the, like his exactly, high yeah. shorts. Exactly, with a red balloon. <laughs> with it's a red, a red balloon. balloon. I, was, I was thinking like with those hula hoops with the stick. Oh, <laughs> that's, a little, that's a little too old. I mean, this was in the 40s, oh, so how what? old was he? Stick ball? I'm going to stick. What is it? Ring stick? It was, I don't know <laughs> what it was called. <laughs> let, let me Google it. Hula. Hula hoop. Hula. I know what you're talking about. Hoop. Was that's right because I remember With that in a stick. In a, <laughs> what is it? The, what is it? <sighs> Captain America, the first film. They were playing. Rolling. Yeah. <laughs> there playing. you go. So yeah, why not do something? Exactly. Like that? In in that time span, he went through all of this, and then the bomb falls at the end. Yeah. He's just, no, they're not naked. Yeah. So something like this. I'll cut to him to look like something like that. <laughs> Like exactly. That, like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Some old, real old timey shit. Old timey one. And then, exactly. like the way the the hula hoop falls, and then he envisions like a, the nucleus of the atom. And then the atom. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> he took my idea and just ran with it. It's not what I wanted. I wanted it more narratively driven. <laughs> The killer is the stick ball. Like, <laughs> oh man, would you not? Would you not want to see that? Though? Oh hell yeah, I would. Yeah. As long as Robert Downey's the one pushing the, the ring by Hans Zimmer. It's too much for me. My pants cannot take that much. These big grandiose oh, yeah. orchestral scoring. Or the bomb falling. The, yeah. <laughs> or worse, uh, well, maybe the best, stick ball. Yeah, like stick ball. Stick Man, it is uh, past four already. All right. Let's, uh, I think we should end it here. Okay. Just because, you know, I yeah. don't have a, a hard, yeah. But we did two over two hours. Yeah. Two hours and 11 minutes. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Uh, thanks for listening uh, like share subscribe subscribe I mean uh, what else that's about it that's pretty I mean, much there's, there's a script somewhere yeah we need to record <laughs> uh, um, but yeah thanks for listening uh, like share and subscribe I guess that's all I've been your host, Joel, accompanied by my good friend. Hello, Ernesto. Ernesto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I thought you were going to say It always falls apart. <laughs> <laughs>